Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We in the the thick. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? (laughs) I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Uh, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Talking to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are following us on Facebook. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live. Smash that like button. And head on over to YouTube. And subscribe to Pirate Radio TV. You can comment there as well and be a part of today's program. A lot to discuss on this Thursday edition of the show. We're with you until 6 o'clock. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, myself in the studio as of this minute. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, we'll continue our opponent previews. South Florida trending down. Can Jeff Scott fix that? We'll talk about what he's doing uh, to improve that Bulls program with Jim Lauk, the longtime and only play-by-play voice in the history of South Florida football. He'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so. At 4 o'clock, we'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Today, we will take a look at the ACC and the Big Ten. And, of course, we have some other news to talk about in the college football world with reports that USC and UCLA – are going to the Big Ten. So uh, we will discuss that as well and what that means for college football, for college athletics as a whole. None of it uh, has made sense, and it continues to not make sense. Uh, Round 425, we'll let some anger out. We'll go inside the anger management rage room. What's uh, making you angry today in the world of sports or the world of the world? Uh, You can let us know. And be a part of that segment as well. And at 5 o'clock, Troy D. will be inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll talk to Rich Shea, the president of Major League Eating at the Coney Island Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest coming up on the 4th of July. And we will uh, talk to the president. who He's always a part of that broadcast on ESPN. So we will uh, discuss that with Rich Shea. We'll talk about uh, the gambling numbers for Joey Chestnut. Is there a competitor that could potentially knock Joey Chestnut off the pedestal? We'll talk about it with Rich Shea coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. we got a lot of other stuff to do today, uh, folks, but let me ask the question everybody wants to know. How's everybody doing? Good. Chandler, good to see you. Good to see you too, Clipper. You okay today? Yeah, man. All right. I'm ready to roll. All right, ready to roll. CJ, welcome back. Thank you. It didn't take me four days to get back this time. No, you, uh, which, and you were driving from a further distance this time than last time. That I was. Wait, uh, so what happened? Uh, I missed what this. What, what, is, what is this referencing to? Well, um, when did it take you four days to get home? It didn't. It, we when I went to the race yesterday in, on the show. When I went to the race in Richmond, they said I took four days to get back. It took me 
one. Chandler, you're here every day for the show. How many? How much of the show would you I take, say? I take mental naps. Dude. How much of the show would you say you listen to daily? Like, there's three hours of the show, probably about twenty minutes. About twenty minutes of the show. Yeah. Are you currently listening to the show? What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so CJ, good to have you back. The Pirates winning. Well. If we had gotten swept by the Nats, I would have been thoroughly concerned. I already am thoroughly concerned. <laughs> I mean, you ought to be concerned, but you didn't. So you feel pretty good yeah, about where yeah. this season's yeah, going. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Uh, so you got to see your uh, your favorite team win live. That's fun. So How's the Nats ballpark? Uh, it's nice. You know, as Ellerby says, there's nothing as good in the world as day baseball. So And you're a snob that. probably because Pittsburgh has what many would say is a top five ballpark in the league Certainly. you've got the skyline of pittsburgh and yeah. the uh, overlooking the stadium yeah. which is nice i just looked around at all the construction going around the stadiums peasants yeah this is disgusting bush league might as well be a granger stadium mm-hmm. shirley how are you today i'm good good to hear good to hear we're gonna uh, ask you to do something in a moment so yeah I'm you better sure. be ready might want to start <laughs> you doing better be ready calisthenics over there stretching out because uh chandler is gonna have a request for you in mere moments and i love to see you do it in fact chandler could you very with with a touch of class and very respectfully ask shirley to do something right now uh miss rhodes yes do you mind doing me a favor sure do you mind putting that rather large truck in reverse do you mind why i got a large truck for well he, he said it was ratherly large ratherly large. large i don't know what that means i mean uh do you mind instead of putting it forward do you mind backing it up do you mind backing that thing up do you mind backing that fat truck up back it up baby backing it on up we found out last week that wes uh cannot he doesn't have his uh what'd you say chandler cdls yeah he can only go forward <laughs> he struggles going oh reverse. my god that was the a reverse disaster was broken um all right so why are we backing that truck up because it is time it's for Thursday. the ecu football countdown to kick off that is brought to you by david price construction run by ecu alum david price david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions give them a call today 919-291-5532 or visit online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs, David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. Last day of June. Can you believe it? We are getting into July. Can you believe it? August is practice time, media day, all the prep, and then the season will be here. Chandler, how many days away from East Carolina and NC State? Now, Pam Brock on Facebook has a frowny face with a tear. You need to turn that frown upside down, Miss Brock, because we are 65 days away from ECU, NC State, Greenville, North Carolina, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Bagwell Field, High Noon, Pirates versus the Pack, Mike Houston versus Dave Dorn, Jeff Charles versus Gary Hahn. You got John Gilbert versus Boo Corrigan. I mean, what what more can you ask for? It's 65 days away. It's going to be an awesome Saturday here in Greenville. It's going to be a packed house. I believe it's going to be the most packed Dowdy Ficklin has been probably since the NC State game my freshman year in 2016. But we shall see. We'll have 65 days to wait for that. Now, <clears throat> wait just a second. There's a party we have to have. 
And it's the party that we haven't had in two years. But guess what? It's back. It's back for the first time in two years due to COVID. And it's going to be at the State Theater here in downtown Greenville. It's the Pirate Radio kickoff party. It is back. And uh, we're going to party like a pirate to get ready for ECUNC State. That is 63 days away from the party. 65 days from game day in Daddy Ficklin Stadium, ECU versus NC State. All of that on the Dave of Price Construction countdown to kick off chandler honeycutt our numbers guy running through those numbies and they are getting lower and lower as we get closer and closer to east carolina football i'm looking for a line i have found said line east carolina currently a 10 point underdog against the nc state Wolfpack on that opening day so that has gone from eight to ten the total sitting right now at 56 points so uh those are some other additional numbers give me the pirates plus 10 all day all day all day long twice on saturday twice on saturday double down twice twice on september 3rd i might double down thank you to david price david price construction countdown to kickoff and we'll keep it rolling until we finally get to that kickoff on september 3rd all right miss brock let me explain this oh my god just she's she's confused she an old person's confused online breaking news at 11 your mom's not old she's a lovely woman uh but she must have clicked the sad instead of smashing the like so we don't want you to be sad i hope we cheered you up yeah I mean, the, that had to cheer with, everyone With up. the David Price construction countdown to kick off. We're getting closer, folks. Closer and closer. Okay, so we got that going on. We've got the report coming out today. And is this new, Chandler? Breaking news, boys? Has this been a thing that's been talked about this afternoon? Or you know what? New? Actually, about two minutes before we came on this sports talk radio show, Breaking News Boy member... C.J. Schaefer broke the news that Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Okay. So Kyrie Irving is opting back in to play with the Nets, right? Yeah. And Until this happens. If they can't keep one, they're not keeping either. So they're if they a, can't keep both, they're not keeping either. What a, uh, a DF, a dumpster fire. Speaking of dumpster fires and the NBA... We need to talk about our very own team, Clip Brock. Yeah. What terrible news did I wake up to this morning? That Miles Bridges was arrested on... Felony charges. Felony... Domestic violence. Domestic violence Which charges. we never, ever want to hear. And we've heard it way too many times in sports. And life. And life. And not to make light of it, but... Um, great. There was a funny tweet today that had... So Montrez Harrell got caught with a bunch of weed. Three pounds of it. Three pounds of marijuana. And uh, it said Harrell and Bridges. In prison. In prison. And it just had a Kobe and Shaq highlight reel. Just Kobe <laughs> lobbing at the Shaq. And I did chuckle at that. Because I could, I mean, just dominating the prison yard in hoops and nobody can beat him. You have to give it a good laugh. Yeah. Hey, folks, you got to laugh, right? Uh, but hey, we'll see what happens with this case and everything. But uh, that is not good news. That is, uh, that is, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a good time to beat on a woman. 
but when you're about to get a max contract that is definitely bad bad timing <laughs> there's never a good time that is uh, about the worst time this is days removed when M- mitch kupchak said we are glad we, we're going to bring him back he thinks that he has so much potential and he's going to do his very best for the hornets and be a big part of this franchise for years to come and then boom this happens. I mean, this is not the first thing that has happened in the offseason with Miles Bridges. What else happened? There has been some social media pictures that have come about. Well, he had like alcohol and We're, all right, legal marijuana. Lean. Lean. Which is, I'm pretty sure, illegal. Yeah. They had He had a, a picture of a joint. Wait, 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 wait. What is lean? It's an alcoholic drink mixture. It's It gives you like a high, yeah. right? Yeah like hallucinations wait, wait, wait. But, but it's like over the counter medicine right i'm pretty sure cough syrup's in it yeah well how is it illegal i don't know well but you it, said it was but I, tell so you what, did CJ. I tell you what it's frowned upon yeah okay that's fine yeah totally but it's not illegal maybe it's not i don't <laughs> well, know. you can't just say it's illegal i didn't say it yes, i didn't you know did. you did look we're on face uh youtube i can rewind it right now i think i said it's illegal and I think he agreed with you. Oh, wait. No, I put it in question form. Oh, God. I said, which is... Hey, nobody said it was... Maybe I said it was illegal. No. Yeah, I said, clip. which it's illegal, right? And then CJ put the stamp on it. <laughs> the old stamper. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. How he got out uh, from under the bus. We're going back to the National Park. Right in there. <laughs> that was good work by Chandler. Thank you. We'll Thank see you. how this uh, works out for Miles Bridges. They'll probably it'll still get paid. Like, here's the thing about these these arrests and everything like if the hornets say well you can't sign this guy you know what somebody else will and he'll play for them and we'll forget about this because there'll be another domestic violence story this weekend which is terrible to say but yeah but I mean, that's how it works that's how it is that's how it goes unfortunately uh yeah uh other big news in the sports world today and this thing is moving pretty fast it looks like that ucla and usc could be on their way to the big 10 which is hilarious but it's kind of where we are in in college athletics and i had to i had to google it up i had to look it up so let's say uh, the bruins of ucla play rutgers uh, on a wednesday night in college basketball and you know sometimes you can you can make a road game a drive we love those drivable games to the triangle to old dominion to blacksburg you know even down to south carolina uh maybe a west virginia i've driven that one before it's a long one um but uh how about if you want to if you want to drive to this matchup between Rutgers and ucla chandler it'll take you a couple days 41 hour drive between uh those two conference opponents now they'll probably fly a plane but I just had to look up uh, how long that cross-country drive would be to get to uh, to UCLA, to get to Los Angeles from New Jersey. 2,769 <laughs> miles. That's easy peasy. On the Bud Light. Just hit I-40 West and you're ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. So, uh, yeah, this is stupid. It's all going towards the... Mega conferences. Mega conferences. I wonder if, if this is what it's going to be. How much loyalty do the conferences have to these teams already in their conferences? If they're going to mega conferences, does the Big Ten want to say goodbye Rutgers? Let's bring in Oregon. You know what I'm saying? 
there's going to be teams that are going to have to be booted. Is Kansas State like attractive to the Big 12 anymore? Like Vanderbilt, are they doing enough academically to like keep them in the SEC? Or hey, why don't we kick out Vandy and and bring in uh, bring in Clemson? You know, I don't know. I wonder how because there is no loyalty. There's certainly no loyalty from the schools to the conferences. Is there loyalty on the other side from the conferences to the schools moving forward? And these moves, so Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, UCLA, USC to the Big Ten. I mean, if you're Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, I mean, you're excited, I guess, to go to the Big 12, but now the Big 12 is on the outside looking in. Those moves don't seem significant or important at all now. Agree or disagree? Oh, totally I'm agree. Do you want somebody to disagree? Yeah. Uh, you're stupid. That was awful. Okay. So how is the Big 12 sustainable moving forward when it comes to these power leagues? I didn't know I had to make an argument, too. <laughs> this is a first take. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Iowa State's got a lot coming down the pike there. That's uh, – I don't know. It's not. It's it's just another another conference now when you look at it compared to these Super Leagues college athletics in itself is just changing i mean am i right i mean am i right i mean i would say it's changing chandler would you i mean i was but i was going to continue to say before you just interrupted me is i think not just through recruiting and the nil stuff but you got this conference realignment that's we thought it kind of died down there for a little bit ever since the texas announcement and then here you come with ucla and yeah and um usc trying to make a bounce to the big 10 i wonder what's next is it more like who else is a blue blood in the Pac-12? Oregon, Oregon, Washington. Mm. Oregon would make a move before Washington. Arizona, Arizona to the Big Ten. Uh, because I would not say it's Arizona State or Washington State or Utah or Colorado. Colorado used to be in the Big Twelve, Big Eight. I don't know. I, don't, I wonder what the next domino is out of this. And when do the dominoes stop falling? I want like what's... Oregon to go to the SEC. Let's let's freaking let's, go let's wild. get crazy. Well, I mean, we already have gotten crazy. Like New Jersey to LA, Boise State. Welcome to the ACC. Yeah, I think Boise's getting left out of everything here. I don't know. Um, but I tell you what, I can deal with this. I can deal with these stupid conferences. I can deal with the corruption. I can deal with the you know the the rulings, the the asinine rulings of the NCAA. I can deal with all that. I can deal with all these dumb kickoff times and playing on aircraft carriers. I can deal with all that. But you know what I can't deal with? I can't deal with Bruce Bivens getting a free tire rotation at Greenville Auto World. Can't stand it. That's where I draw the line. That's where college sports went wrong. Uh, Ryder Giles getting a uh, gift card to do an interview. That's what's wrong with college sports. Not all this other crap. And it's driving people bananas. (laughs) That's where I draw the line. That young man is getting a free tire rotation? (laughs) Blasphemy! Not in my America. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a a lot of different issues. A gift card to tiebreakers? Get out of here! Yeah, I, not watching not interested not getting season tickets not my college football no sir no sir, bib 
right. Um, so there's that. Guys, uh, we need to do a quick update. By the way, you can chime in. I haven't looked. Uh, if you would like to chime in on Facebook Live, Twitter, uh, YouTube, wherever, you can do so. All right. Um, we need to do an update. Has anybody been followed by a celebrity yet? Man. It, it, that would be a negative. It's all crickets on my end. I did get a follow from a wrestling um what was it called Res- wrestle world or something like that <laughs> so you're getting follows each yeah. day it's just not by the person that it's you were requested to follow wrestle nova sounds legit congrats apparently it is a oh, some boy. sort of wrestling fan account guess where who's, they uh, talk about all different things guess who's trending on, Who? on my twitter I don't know why he's trending, but uh, it's uh, a guy that needs to follow Shirley Rose, Josh Bale. <laughs> that is creepy. That's one of those things where the computers are listening to us. Yeah. I don't like that. That scares me. Mm. All right. Um, so Shirley uh, has not gotten a follow from Josh Bell, nor from... Who was your other one, Shirley? Uh, all of us. Jim Ross. And then how about the day before? Uh, the day before was... I had Billy Ocean and Lisa Loeb. I'm over and then two. Big Dog gave us all. Who was Jim oh Ross. J Cole? Yeah. J Cole. J Cole has not followed you. CJ, you have not been followed by Matt Hardy nor neither Jim Ross or oh, or uh, D'Angelo Williams. Thank you. And Chandler, you're two. Whereas uh, one of the actresses from Under the Dome, Natalie Martinez and, and, and Stephen, Stephen King. King. And shockingly enough, Stephen King has not followed me back yet. Even though I did say he was the goat of writing, and I said and that I watched second do- seven documentaries in high school I when I was taking out. English, because uh, I wanted to, in, in my power to be just like Stephen King when it t- came to putting a pencil in my hand and writing an essay or a story or whatever. I thought to myself, I want to be Stephen King. And then I said at the end of that tweet, I said, you truly are the Stephen King. One of the best endings to a tweet of all time. Uh, Josh says he realized that, um, what's his name? The Big Donkey? What's the guy's name for Virginia? The popular uh, Stephen Steven Scott. Scott. I don't know how to, how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, following, he's following Josh on Twitter. That's a pretty big uh, Twitter follow there, Josh. Kevin said we inspired him to uh tweet chris pratt to try to get a follow so we're going to create a new trend of begging a-list and b-list and no-name celebrities to uh to follow us it's uh it's a game we're going to play until we get a follow and on that note chandler i'm going to give you i'm going to give you one that i don't know how active they are but i'm good i'm ready to roll i feel like this is doable i feel like this could be possible Mm mm-hmm I'm giving you a band to follow, a group, shall okay, I say. Okay. And that group is Parmalee. Cool. I okay. need you to tweet Parmalee and try to get a follow from that music group today. All right, who are you giving to CJ? Uh, CJ, are you familiar with Bustin' with the Boys? Yes. Uh, have you, do you watch the podcast? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, Will Compton? Will Compton. If you don't mind trying to follow him up, I'm a big Will Compton fan. Okay. Former Washington. Washington Redskins okay. slash Tennessee Titan. Slash Co-host Raider. of the Busted with the Boys podcast presented by Barstool Sports. Okay. 
His co-host is Taylor Lewan, left tackle, pro, uh, pro Bowl left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. I will fabricate some story about how he's my hero and would really love to follow. Just say you like the pod and say you're a top tier, whatever whatever they say. Why would I do that when I could make up a story? That's fun. Go for it. Go, All right. Go for it. CJ, who are you giving to Shirley? Shirley, are you familiar with uh, 80s professional wrestling? Of course I am. Okay, Shirley, I would like you to... Uh, Send a tweet out to one of the most active wrestlers from that era I know and tweet at the Iron Sheik. <laughs> oh, man. Shirley Do Rhodes. I have to? Shirley Rhodes, Jabroni. Shirley Rhodes, worse than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I'm hoping he calls you a Jabroni instead of follows you. <laughs> yeah, tried to. Okay. i tell you what, Shirley. You... I've had a run in with the Iron Sheik, actually. Well, okay, Excuse well, me? explain that real quick. He was at a wrestling match. Oh, that I attended, okay, and yeah, I asked for a picture for uh, with my ne- my nephew had come to the wrestling match. I took him to the wrestling match, got to meet the Iron Sheik. I asked him, I said, would you mind taking a picture with my nephew? My nephew was probably seven or eight years old at the time, and he basically told me, yeah, but you got to pay me. And I was like, dude, it's just a quick picture. It Like, the match is over. I mean, like, the whole event was over. We were just kind of in a i wouldn't say backstage or anything but kind of like off in an air a different area and i was like it, it would take like two seconds nope it's gonna cost you some money i'm like yeah screw that he's a true heel i like it uh quick update chandler has been uh typing since i gave him parmalee right now all he has is at parmalee typed he keeps <laughs> typing stuff and deleting it and now he's just typing random letters so he is struggling to uh to get that invite or get that uh, that ask for a follow. All right, Shirley Iron Sheik, who do I need to ask? Well, I figure, Clip, if you if we're going to do this, you might as well go big or go home. All right, I choose to go home. See you. No. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so I figure uh, we're going to stay in the entertainment world, obviously. Okay. Um, one of your favorite TV shows of all time, you've talked about it for many, many years, was Lost. Oh, it is. So, my choice for you today, and I do know that they are active on Twitter okay. because they just recently tweeted something out. Don't have many follows, but they are active. Evangeline Lilly. Okay, Kate mm-hmm. from Lost was a big fan of hers. So, that is your assignment for today. Evangeline Lilly. All right. I like it. I am a... Uh, a big fan i do not currently follow her on twitter but i will ask her if she will give a losty a uh, like myself a follow so uh thank you for that one shirley all right there we go who will get the first chandler's got some words let's see what he's got so far at parmley huge fan here i currently live in greenville and listen to take my name on repeat <laughs> we all sound like such psychos which is why this is really fun we're gonna look back at all these tweets one day and and probably get arrested uh for stalking celebrities uh but we look like complete psychos which is why this is fun i like these all these celebrities are gonna sh- like <laughs> hang out at an award show one day and they're gonna say did you get a follow from chandler honeycutt pirate radio or well, no, I didn't get one from Chandler, but I did get one from Shirley Rhodes, who was with Pirate Radio. And the next one goes, I did, I got one from Clip Rock. They all just kept saying goats, goat, goat. 
good luck chandler good luck everyone trying to get that celebrity follow we'll stop the game when one of us gets a follow that's how it works what if one of us gets a mean tweet sent back at us i mean it's not a win but does it get addressed and we get i think if you get a reply you get a i would say that's a win i would consider that a win oh okay it was just a reply or and or follow yeah i'm gonna say a like is not a win no a like is too easy yeah retweet may be a win Mm, half a point (laughs) okay you can win by getting either a reply or a follow correct all right the rules of this will continue i think this could go on forever i mean i hope to god not <laughs> no nah, at some point we're just gonna throw out a sergeant slaughter who follows literally everybody that follows him so but i i, I want to keep the game it's going. not going to count if that person retweets his own tweets like sergeant slaughter does yeah chandler's got a big <laughs> beef with sergeant slaughter he wants to see him at uh, SummerSlam this year all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return jim lauk play-by-play voice of the usf bulls will join us on the program, Jeff Nadeau coming up uh, later on, Troy D. And Rich Jay from Major League Eating. All that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Everybody got their tweets out? Yeah, bro. All right, I have tweeted Evangeline Lilly from Lost Fame. CJ has tweeted Will Compton. Chandler has sent a tweet to Parmalee and Shirley in progress with iron sheet can we read our uh tweets uh let's read them real quick um i said to evangeline lily who played kate on lost hey evangeline can you follow back real quick so i can win a contest you can unfollow me in 4 8 15 16 23 or 42 minutes after you follow me that's fine i just need to follow before desmond leaves the hatch <coughs> and the world ends thank you a very cringy, nerdy, lost fan, desperate tweet there. This but if it gets so the job cringy. done. So I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with what I did. All right, Chandler. At Parmalee. Huge fan here. I currently live in Greenville and listen to Take My Name, which is, this is not me in the tweet, but that is the number one on the Billboard country chart. Big fan of that song. Um, take my name, take my name, and no right. one is around you. Huge fan here. I currently live in Greenville and listen to Take My Name on repeat all day long. In fact, I'm currently listen, listening to it live on Sports Talk Radio at PR927FM, wow. which I might get fired for. But you know what? I don't give a rat's ass. All I want is a follow. That is going to have to go down as the best week today. 
Chandler, you're twi- these people, and this is why I love this contest, and this is why right now you're my MVP of the contest. You look like a complete crazy person, which is awesome. Which is like I'm currently listening to it live on Sports Talk Radio. You're embracing, which the game. I might get fired for, which I might. But you know what? But you know what? I d- and I and I quote, and I mean this: I don't give a rat's ass. Follow me, Parmalee. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Take my name and follow it on Twitter. <laughs> uh, CJ. I went with an easy one. I said, at Will Compton. Hey, man. Hey, big, man. Big hey fan man. of the pod. I'd really appreciate it if you could help me beat my coworkers in a contest and throw me a follow. Okay. And I told Clip during the break, I feel like he might do it. Because I, I he is very active on Twitter. Yeah. And he interacts with a lot of the people that... Uh, uh, respond to him on Twitter. He follows stuff. a lot of people. He does, yeah. like 1,555 to be exact. All right, Shirley, what did you send to the ultimate heel, Iron Sheik? I I kept it just short and sweet and simple. At Iron Sheik, hey, this jabroni is requesting a follow to beat my coworkers in a contest. How about it? Okay. You referred to yourself as a jabroni. That'll get you, that'll yeah. get you good points. That was smart. Mm-hmm. It's just like the one I did for Jim Ross. You just better hope that at the time he reads that, he's stewing about something Hulk Hogan did, and he's like, I'll follow you since you're not jabroni like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that would be like his reply to you. So good luck, everyone. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to the play-by-play voice of the South Florida Bulls. I wonder if he's on Twitter, and can we can get a follow from him. Jim Lauk joining us today on PRL. Jim, great to have you back on Pirate Radio. How you doing? I'm doing good. Looking forward to another season. Yes, sir. And boy, Jim, you have seen a, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a lot of highs, a lot of lows during your time uh, as the play-by-play voice of the South Florida Bulls. And uh, been a struggle of late for South Florida. But looking back on on the whole thing, Jim, uh, you, you've seen some really good times down there in Tampa. Yeah, uh, you know, from uh, national rankings uh, in the top ten in uh, 2007 and 2008, and bunch of bowl wins but uh, like you said it's been a little bit uh, harder to find success the last couple of years i think they reloaded pretty well in this off season and there is some optimism going into 2022 uh, but definitely the fan base would would like to get back to some of those successful years and i'm right there with them Jeff Scott, head coach there at South Florida. You, you think that things are uh, trending in the right direction, and 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 why is that, uh, Jim? What are what is Jeff Scott and that staff doing to to try to get back to the winning ways down there? Well, if if you're not in Tampa, I'm not sure uh, that people realize what a complete and total rebuild this was for Jeff Scott. Uh, he's now heading into his third year. Um, and he's got his team. Uh, one of the things that really struck me during spring ball and even the spring game, it sounds like something you'd take for granted, but we were just amazed looking at those spring practices and how many players were out there. This team was so thin the last couple of years uh, because of the coaching regime change, because of COVID, because of injuries that watching them this spring, it felt like the first time in a couple of years they, they were fielding a full 
Division One college football team. So if for no other reason, that was good to see. But they've also, um, you know, like a lot of programs, hit the transfer portal hard. They've got a lot of talented guys coming in. Uh, they do have a good core coming back. And last year, even though the record wasn't what they wanted, when you really look at that year, there were a lot of games they could have won, but they were oh so close. And they didn't make a play, or they had a penalty, or this happened, or that happened. They probably weren't as far away as it appeared at times last year. So I think for all of those reasons, people are are finding some optimism for the upcoming year. Jim Lauk joining us. Jim, you mentioned the portal there. How about as far as recruiting goes? And this answer could change year to year, certainly changes over the years, but who is winning the the Sunshine State right now when it comes to recruiting? Is it you know Miami, Florida, Florida State, UCF? Where does USF uh, stand there? And and of course, there's poachers from other states coming in. So how about as as far as Florida schools go right now? Who's winning the, those major recruiting battles? You know, it's so competitive and it's changed so much just in the years that uh, that South Florida has been playing football since 1997. Because you've got all the big guys, but then you've got a lot of other competitors. You know, Florida Atlantic with uh, the former Bulls head coach Willie Taggart is making some noise as well. I would say right now probably the the school that has the most momentum seems to be Miami. Uh, They are uh, definitely making some inroads down there. I know the USF coaches work that area of the state very hard. Uh, but you're right. It's just it's ultra competitive, not only within Florida, but schools coming uh, into the state uh, from different parts of the country and and chasing players as well. Jim Lauk joining us. Jim, uh, let's talk about the the quarterback situation in the offense for South Florida as we sit here uh, a month and a few days away from camp beginning in August. Uh, who, who are the main weapons on offense you're looking forward to seeing this year? Quarterback is going to be really, really interesting, and it got interesting after spring ball was over uh, when Jerry Bohannon transferred in. Last year's starter at Baylor, uh, he'll be eligible this year, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch him. You know, some folks will tell you uh, it's over. He was brought in to be the starter, but uh, don't forget about Timmy McLean, who started most of the games last year as a freshman tremendous talent and i think that's going to be a battle uh throughout fall camp that will probably make both of them better quarterbacks uh but bohannon is definitely a guy to watch with mclean in the picture and katravis marsh who played uh at times last year as well team has five scholarship quarterbacks now they haven't had that for a while another indication of, of better depth than they've had the last couple of seasons. Uh, a lot of really good running backs coming back, including Brian Batsy, who had all those uh, kick returns for touchdown last year. Uh, the wide receivers are outstanding as well. Jimmy Horn Jr. in the slot is going to be a guy to watch in particular. Uh, Joe Ajo, a transfer from Clemson, had a very good spring as well. Big question offensively is the offensive line. Both of the lines for this team, offense and defense, needed to get bigger, stronger, faster. 
a lot of returning players on the offensive line for South Florida. Better depth, I think, this year, but that's going to be an area to watch on the offensive side of the ball. Jim Lauk joining us, and Jim, uh, we saw a good defensive effort by the Bulls uh, last time they faced off against East Carolina. It was a 29-14 to ECU win, and you guys also ended the season allowing just 17 points in a narrow loss to UCF. So some signs there on the defensive side of the ball. How about improving that side uh, moving into 2022? And it'll be a much different look, new coordinator, and a lot of new personnel, and again, it comes down in many cases, to the defensive line. They have uh, brought in some transfers there. One returning guy they uh, felt had a great spring was Rashawn Yates at one of the defensive ends. Uh, another guy to watch, a transfer from Missouri, Jatori and Hansford. Linebackers ought to be good because Antonio Greer and Dwayne Boyles are both coming back. And watch a, a guy named D.J. Gordon transfer from Minnesota that's going to help him a lot there. Secondary uh, veterans, Makai LaPointe coming back, Vincent Davis. They're really excited about having Will Jones back. He was a transfer and did his knee on one of the last practices before game one last year. was a crushing blow to the defense. Missed the whole season. It was just a heartbreaking thing, non-contact on one of the literally the last plays before game one in practice and was lost for the year. So he's back. They're excited about that. They also like Amaris Brown, who's a transfer from Kansas State at one of the cornerback positions. So it should be a good veteran group, but they have got to get pressure on the quarterback. They've got to be better against the run if they're going to take a step forward. Jim Lauk, nice preview of the 2022 South Florida Bulls, East Carolina and South Florida. We'll go at it once again this season. And Jim, we have you on every summer to, to preview the Bulls, and I feel like I ask you this question every summer. Uh, where are we? What's the update on USF getting a stadium of their own? Of course, playing in Raymond James, it seems like every year there's different news or updates or details on that. Where do we stand on that right now, Jim? Well, this year I can tell you more than I have in past years because things do seem to be moving on that front. There is uh, a lot of planning going on, fundraising plans. They have stated a goal to have something in place by 2026. That's very ambitious. Uh, a lot of work to be done between now and then, needless to say, especially on the fundraising front. But they know where it's going to go on campus, and they have a feel for how big it's going to be, what it's going to look like. Uh, they will be opening a brand-new indoor practice facility right before the start of uh, practice in the next couple of weeks. So they're uh, excited about that. They feel that one of the next steps this program needs to take uh, is in facilities. Uh, so the practice facility will be open for business this year, and they are very optimistic on uh, getting the stadium going uh, within the next few years. Good stuff. Jim Lauk joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line, uh, talking USF sports. How about, as a whole, Jim, the athletic program right now heading into 2022? Uh, you know, what's the outlook for you? you? You hope better days are ahead for the football side of things. How about uh, other sports as we head into a new uh, – calendar year 
A lot of uh, intriguing players coming in on the men's basketball front. I think that team's going to look a lot different. And Coach Brian Gregory's got some guys coming in that he's excited about. Women's basketball remains a a powerhouse. Uh, They have been in the past couple of years. The soccer programs are very solid. Uh, There's a couple of new sports beginning. The, The department has just named their very first women's lacrosse coach that program will be starting up uh in the near future and they also have announced that beach volleyball will be starting so program and department continues to grow and uh, they're hoping for a lot of postseason starting with soccer and volleyball and football and ball jim I, i'm a huge east carolina basketball supporter go to every game at home i uh, sit with my dad section 213 i love it and it has been a, a rough road for pirate hoops over the years but i, I want to give you credit i, I heard you call uh, East Carolina and USF uh, on ESPN Plus this year, and you did all you could to make that the most interesting game in the world. So sometimes those <laughs> those two teams, I say sometimes, seems like all the time they play a low-scoring eyesore of a game, but you did your all to make it entertaining. So thank you for that. Some games are tougher than others. You know how that goes. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much for your time. Have a great rest of your summer, and we'll reconvene with you uh, later on this fall and uh, talk more football with you. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Jim Lauk, USF, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. And there were many, many years where you couldn't really look up and down the Pirate schedule and say, all right, we that's a win. We got, that, that, we got to have that one for a W. Uh, I think... Is it safe to say that about South Florida in 2022? I don't want to, you know, be overconfident or anything, but right now as a program, as a team, that's a game that East Carolina will likely be favored in. Absolutely. Definitely on the downtick there in Tampa. And uh, Jeff Scott's seat is on fire. Hmm. Unless he's already uh, gone. (laughs) No, he's not gone. I can tell you weren't listening to the interview. We did talk about Jeff Scott. I know. Oh, you know. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, he uh, has not got it done so far yet, but apparently it was a big-time rebuild. We can understand that and relate to that when uh, Mike Houston came here. You know, we were talking, this was a couple of weeks ago when we started our position previews with quarterbacks and quarterbacks that maybe had done well against the Pirates. Did Quentin Flowers have some good games against ECU? I don't know. If, I don't. Did we ever uh, bring up Quentin Flowers' name? I don't think we week? brought up his name, but he. I mean, we definitely remember him. He was uh, could course, run the football, could sling it. That was Marlon Mack era too, right? Yes. So they had running backs. They well, Quentin Flowers was he the quarterback that threw a, uh, or did they put in the backup to throw a? T- uh, they were throwing to the end zone Ooh. trying to run up the score one year on east carolina yeah i do remember i don't know if that was him or not yeah but uh i remember that game because there was a hurricane rolling through and we cut the pregame show, uh postgame show early a because it was a blowout and there wasn't much to talk about but b because we wanted to get home because there was a hurricane yeah approaching and i guess that was the game where ecu like flew to virginia and then tried to take the bus back in the middle of a hurricane mm-hmm. and it was a disaster and great moments in pirate football history all right let's take a break we'll come back wrap up hour number one get you set for hour two we're back with you after this
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT experts since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday. Um, CJ, what are you doing? <laughs> he was dancing over here. Let the man dance. Dance like no Dance, baby, watching. dance! This Kevin Durant news has me excited. I'm all giddy. <laughs> Why are you excited? Because this is awesome. You think League is on... breaking down. <laughs> he's just going to join another great team. And it's until basically then, another version of the transfer portal. Yeah, and until then, point. we get all the chaos that comes with it. In fact, uh, Kevin's, or, sorry, Keith Smith works for the NBA and media. Um, <laughs> he said he's been talking to folks around the NBA, and the belief is that everything is going to pause with the opening of free agency until Kevin Durant has been traded. So he might be traded in the next two hours. Okay. Uh, this is the, the best part of the NBA season, this part right Free here. Free agency? Yeah, this is the best. And the I want out, I want to trade? Yeah, that's uh, that's that point of the year. All right, so there's an outside shot. We could uh, talk to Garrett McGinn in the next two days. Just uh, made a – he was an all-pro named in True his first pirate. year at the USFL, uh, playing in uh, New York, New Jersey. And are they just New Jersey or are they New York, New Jersey? The Generals. New Jersey Generals? New Jersey. New Jersey Generals. Um, and I contacted him today. He said he might have time, but at that present moment, he was busy doing this activity. What was Garrett McGinn doing that was keeping him from joining me for an interview on the show? Let's go around the horn. I'm going to say he was going on vacation. Okay. Would you like to be more specific? What, what do you think he was doing on this vacation? At the beach in the Caribbean. Okay. Like just chilling on the beach? Yep. Umbrella drink? Yep. Okay. Chandler? Uh, I'm going to say he went fishing. Okay. What? Let's be more specific. What What do you think he's trying to catch? What? Say what? Going, I think he's doing some trout fishing. Looking for some trout. All right. Charlie, do you have a guess on what Garrett McGinn was doing? I can't guess because you told me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> I, w- I was talking you to you. You should have just said it, and I wouldn't have remembered that I told you. <laughs> All right. Garrett McGinn. Chandler, you were the closest, although he was near the water. Uh, Garrett McGinn said, I might be able to later. I'm out on the boat scalloping. Scallops. Oh. Scalloping. My, my grandmother, God rest her soul, loved her some scallops. Oh, I thought you were going to say she went scalloping. She just ate scallops? No, she loves scallops. I, I like scallops. Um, but in order to eat scallops, you have to go scalloping, and that's exactly what Garrett McGinn is doing. When I hear scallops, I think of Gordon Ramsay yelling at people. About scallops! Scallops. They're raw. They're raw. Um, so how does one go about scalloping? Uh, we'll ask Garrett if he joins us, or if not, we'll have to remember to ask Bryce next yeah. week. That sounds uh, like a topic for Bryce Williams. The art of scalloping. So that's why uh, Garrett McGinn's not joining us on the show. Coming up on Friday's show, uh, Malcolm Gray will join us, fresh off of his promotion at East Carolina Athletics. So looking forward to 
talking to him billy weaver will stop by as well tony dunn brian north mark greenhouse we got a lot of uh, fun coming up on friday and a lot more show to go here today so let's take a time out when we return we will talk college football and talk acc big 10 and more with the big man on campus jeff nadu ohio state runaway favorite in the big 10 clemson highly favored to win the acc is anybody competing with those teams uh jeff nadu will talk about that when we return we're talking college football on pirate radio live after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by beauty bar metaspa do you want to get rid of wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler visit beautybarmetaspa.com to set up a free consultation now back to the show Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with the hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We will go inside the anger management rage room later on this hour. Talk about what's bugging us in sports and life. Coming up at 5 o'clock, Troy D. will be in the Pirate Radio studios. Rich Shea, president of Major League Eating, will join us, as we just said, for the July 4th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Coney Island, it'll be going on, and uh, we'll give you all the details. And is anybody out there going to take down Joey Chestnut? Is it going to happen this year? Is it going to happen in the next five years? We'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well with Rich Shea. All right, right now we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line, talk some college football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. we got to look at the ACC, the Big Ten, and some news to discuss uh, from today as well. Jeff, welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? I'm great, Cliff. How are you? Hey, doing great. And, uh, Jeff, we uh, picked a couple of conferences to talk about today, but before we get to those conferences, the ACC and the Big 12, we got some big news in the college football world earlier today regarding the Big 10 and the Pac-12 where there are reports that USC and UCLA are moving or are in talks anyway about moving to the Big Ten. And uh, it's just it's another example of these teams getting together, making these super leagues, and uh, probably the East Carolinas of the world and others uh, could be left behind when it's all said and done. So how about this move uh, that could have a major domino effect here, Jeff, uh, that came out today? Well, I mean – from my point of view, uh, I don't know. I think it continues to kind of destroy what we, we know of as college sports, really at the high level. Um, you know, I can understand maybe Texas going to the SEC, stuff like that. But when you start seeing this, like, you know, national, like, move from the West to the East when you're a Western conference school, I, I don't know. You got to wonder. I mean, how does that even work? How would it even work for basketball and things like that? I remember Gonzaga, there was rumors they were going to go to the Big East, and people were up in arms. How would that actually work? How are you going to do games at 9 a.m.? Look, I'm not a big fan of change. I like things how they are. Um, I think this is kind of the, the early start of, of kind of college football as we know it going uh, going away, which sucks. It'll only be the major stuff. I like to see all the conferences. I like it how it is. 
I agree, and and you know, I'm almost accepting of it at this point that it's not going to be the same years from now and, and moving forward. But do you think the NCAA basketball tournament remains sacred? Does Omaha remain sacred? And it's kind of equal opportunity for everybody. And we see this massive shift in football with who's playing who and the the divide. There's going to be a split, it looks like. But do you think those other sports are going to be safe? And and you know, we'll still have those uh, you know March Madness. I mean, I think that's something that's always going to be there. I mean, that's just something you don't mess with. And that's the great thing about college uh, college sports, really, at the end, the end. I mean, you know, look, the thing about college football that we have to remember is it's largely been, you know, for the last, at least in my lifetime, I mean, I, I can't seem to remember many. I mean, it's largely been a four- or five-team race yeah. a year. It's never like college football where they give you every – you know, they don't give in college football every team a chance. The truth of the matter is, and you know this clip, if East Carolina win every game, um, you know, it's still unlikely they'll be in the college football playoff. And we saw what happened last year when, you know, a team like Cincinnati got in it or these teams get in it. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, it won't be that big a deal because the, the teams that I bet on, like the AAC or the Sun Belt, will largely be unaffected by this. And, and, and in the end, it won't really matter anyway. So I guess that's the thought. But no, I don't think Mark Dennis will ever be messed with. There's too much money in it, and it's it's too perfect to mess with. Maybe they'll add some more teams, but um, that, that's fine in the end. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like you get the illusion of a chance. And Cincinnati, for them to get to the spot they got in, all they had to do was go undefeated for two straight seasons. They, they did it the year before, you know, left out. So they had to go back, do it all over again, snuck in and uh and did lose that game but you get that illusion that hey you're you have a shot to win a national championship when really you said it if east carolina runs the table this year they're probably left out they would have to do it like two three years in a row to even get a sniff at it and uh yeah it's one of those things but go ahead i mean let's just call it spade a spade yeah i mean cincinnati i mean look at all they did as you said they still barely suck in and let's be let's be frank i mean it was a dreadful game yeah it was a dreadful performance uh, it was a game that look. Let's let's let let me ask you. Would you have rather seen like I don't know anyone else in there outside of Cincinnati? I would have. Yeah, and and I don't know how much of a game anybody gives you know Bama or or Georgia or those teams last year, but it was it was neat to see it. But yeah, it, like you said, it, it really comes down to a select handful of teams and. Man, lately, I mean, I do remember a time when Alabama was not that good at football, uh, but the the reign of terror Nick Saban's had, and now it looks like some others have caught up. But and let's talk about that real quick, Jeff, because Ohio State is uh, a team that is looked at that can win a championship this year and maybe dethrone the SEC. They are big favorites to win the Big Ten, and uh, and we'll start there, Jeff, with the Buckeyes. Uh, the next highest odds to win that league, Michigan. And I'm seeing plus 650 and Penn State plus 850. So Ohio State, an overwhelming favorite to win that league. Is anybody close to the Buckeyes this year? I don't think. I mean, obviously, it's always going to come down a lot of the time. But look, and I think Michigan will be very good. I mean, they have a lot to replace. Um, they're not a team that can completely retool so quickly like an Alabama or a group like that. This was a very good defense last year. I mean, only gave up 17 points a game. I thought they were much more equipped. Uh, to deal with their, their new coordinator was just significantly better. Uh, he ended up moving on to the NFL, so that's kind of concerning because 
you know, when they had that Dom Brown guy many years ago, three, four years ago, you know, they were a good defense, but they gave up a lot of big plays. McDonald really limited with it. And, look, they had a lot of great players, Maiden Hudson, David Ojabo, Daxon Hill, all those guys. Um, those guys all move on. you got to bring in some new coordinators. Um, you know, who ends up playing quarterback? Obviously, it's probably going to be Cade McNamara. They do have a pretty good offense. Um, Ronnie Bell will be back. Um, so I think offensively they should be pretty strong. They're always going to be pretty good defensively. But you look at Ohio State, I mean – all due respect, I think they have the only well, have a top three quarterback in C.J. Stroud. A Jack, a Smithing Jingba is probably the best receiver in the country. I mean, remember that game he had last year? It was a mad number type of game. Uh, running back is a high level for them as usual. And look, defensively, they don't ever have to be elite, even though they're generally pretty good because they're so good offensively. I look in this league, and, and I kind of try to find it. Penn State, I think, is down this year. Michigan State's interesting. You know, I obviously, um, I like, uh, I kind of like what they have. They, they have some good players coming in off the transfer market. And, you know, Mel Tucker, I thought they took a major step forward. Yeah. Um, they did lose some receivers, and defensively they'll be good. But in the end, I have a hard time to answer a question. No, I don't think anyone will dethrone and what have you done for me lately well the last game cj stroud played i had all of his props jeff in that rose bowl game and he hit them like in the first half and it was uh an amazing display of offense there uh in fact they were playing catch up uh, against what utah i believe in a shootout there a fun one uh but cj stroud actually the favorite to win the heisman at what i'm looking at and, and i don't know if you ever want to take the favorite for such low odds but that's uh that's the kind of quarterback we're talking about here and he should be able to kind of roll through the regular season and just put up monster numbers right yeah yeah he's not gonna have any issue um i will say you know again i'm not betting the favorite either but yeah i mean he's a guy that you know they throw a lot in that offense they obviously have a great offensive line always um, you know, he's going to be a top-level guy. They, they should get to the Final Four. There's really no issue there. And that game, it's going to come down to Michigan. But, look, as we saw, it's not easy for Michigan to beat them. They finally did it last year. But I'll tell you a team I like in this conference. And, look, they're not going to win it or anything, but I think they're going to cover a lot of numbers. I think they're going to challenge in the, in the Big Ten West. Minnesota, I'm pretty high on Minnesota. I think this is a good football team. Um, P.J. Fleck, as we know, always gets them raring and ready to go. They need to obviously not lose that really bad game. They lost a game last year to Bowling Green. It was an ugly loss. They have to just get up for those games. If they can get past that, I think they're going to be quite good. They have a new uh, quarterback coming back, Tanner Morgan, who's been there for years, it seems like. Their offensive coordinator ended up not leaving. They bring back Mohamed Ibrahim, who had an injury last year. He's one of the top rushers in the country, uh, let alone in this conference. A good group of receivers. Uh, defensively, I think they're pretty strong. They bring back most of their guys. This was the team clip, second in the uh, league in, in scoring defense, only behind Wisconsin. So, you know, this is a good football team. I think they're going to cover some numbers this year. I'm looking forward to Minnesota. Also looking forward to Purdue out of the Big Ten West. I like Aiden O'Connell a lot. Uh, defensively, they did lose Brad Lambert, but this is still a very good defensive group as well. Another team that was very good on that end. So um, I'm pretty high on both these groups. Here's one team you didn't mention, Jeff, and I'm having some flashbacks of our conversations from last year, and that's Nebraska and Scott Frost. And I don't know how many times we 
talked about. All right, if if Scott Frost is going to do something, it's got to be this week. It's got to be this game, and uh, he's just not got it done there in Nebraska. But still there, coming off uh, two straight three-win seasons. They were three and five in a shortened season in 2020, but three and nine last year, one and eight in conference play. So the, the writing is on the wall here, Jeff, and. I don't know, just judging by your past comments, I don't think uh, you're going to say you believe in them for 2022. What do you think? I mean, I think there's there's always going to be the thought in Lincoln that there's optimism coming. But, I mean, this hasn't been a football team worth talking about since the 90s. Under Scott Frost, they're 15 and 29. I don't know why he's still there. Um, they're hoping that Mark Whipple can come in and develop this new quarterback, Casey Thompson. i got to be honest. I watched a lot of Texas last year. I wasn't overly enthralled with him as a football player. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't love him. He's a good kind of running quarterback. But, you know, Adrian Martinez was talented, and they weren't able to figure him out. It wasn't his fault. You know, Casey Thompson also had a lot better weapons at Texas and still wasn't able to really succeed. I think defensively they have some major issues. Cam Taylor Britt's gone. Um, you know, they're going to have to bring in a lot of new guys, a lot of rebuilding there with a new coordinator, as I said. I don't think it's going to be very easy. The only reason they're not sixth or seventh in the Big Ten West is because, you know, you have Illinois and Northwestern who suck as well. So, yeah, I'm not interested. It wouldn't surprise me if he's gone pretty early. The Scott Frost uh, uh, effort in Nebraska has been a mess. Jeff Nadeau joining us talking Big Ten. Jeff, let's talk a little ACC. Clemson, uh, pretty heavy favorite to win the ACC this year. And is that off? reputation and and the past jeff because we saw this team on the field last year and uh just had no offense to speak of so what's going to change this year why you know should clemson be a biggest favorite as they are i mean i think a lot of it has to do with the past surely but i mean i think we have to get you know come to come to the realization that they just weren't very good last year i mean they couldn't move the football i mean they i think they averaged like five yards per play which is a disaster couldn't score, couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Their passing game is a mess. You know, can Ulaga Lele make the next step? I mean, his completion percentage was pathetic. Um, had more interceptions than touchdowns. Um, you know, as the true freshman, does he come in and be the guy? I'm not really sure. Uh, did lose a lot of talent at the receiver position. And remember, uh, Venables is gone now. No more Brent Venables. He's at Oklahoma. So yeah. um, how does that defense look? Obviously, you have to figure they're not up to par where he was. So anything less would be uh, obviously downtrodden. They still defensively are very good, though. Um, I guess for me, the problem that, that we have per usual in the ACC is I just don't think anyone else is very good, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, Miami will be interesting with, with Cristobal and – you know, they bring in Josh Gaddis, who's, who's pretty interesting. Obviously, I like what they have on offense with Tyler Van Dyke. You know, Pitt will take a step back. Um, you know, the only other team that I would really consider would be NC State. But, you know, are they actually ready to win something? They always seem pretty good, just not good enough. I didn't really love them uh, really outside of anything, outside of quarterback. We'll see. Um, but, no, it's hard to go against Clemson just because – even with how poor they were, they were still pretty good last year. So, And I think you answered my question there, Jeff, when you said it's, it, it could be more about what's around them, you know, where if you're not going to pick Clemson, who are you going to take a flyer on? Because I mean, Pittsburgh and Wake was the, uh, the championship game last year. Nobody had that. Right. No, nobody had that. And that's some of, I think, the problems around major college football in general. Like, 
you know, I, I remember when I when I was going through the Big Twelve, I, I'm constantly just looking at the conference and saying, who the hell do I actually like here? Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's why like when I look at like a Big Twelve, which I'm sure we'll look at, like if if, if Texas is going to win, it's this year. I mean, this is their shot. But yeah, you know, when you look at the ACC, I, I guess again when you have the pedigree that Clemson has, when you have the defense that they have, when you have the fact that they were not good last year and were still pretty good in general. I think it's hard to go against them, but yeah, I wonder. I like Wake. I mean, I, I was going to say, Jeff, my favorite thing right now about the ACC is Wake and Wake overs and just fun games to watch. You know, one of my best bets last year. I, I still, and I think I gave it out in your show. It was one of the weirdest games of all time last year. Okay, over fifty-one and a half, Army and Wake Forest. Yeah, I just, didn't, yeah. I didn't understand it. I was like, why? All these teams are going to do is throw. Um, Wake can't stop throwing. It was seventy to fifty-six. It was one of the greatest bets in history. <laughs> um, yeah, their their overs are great because they don't stop anybody, and all they do is throw. So. Jeff Nadeau joining us, talking college football today on Pirate Radio Live, talking ACC and Big Ten. Uh, let's see anything else. Any who's your who's your favorite uh, quarterback in this league, Jeff? And I'm thinking about him right now. So you got Pickett. And Hal, gone from Pittsburgh and North Carolina. Devin Leary getting a lot of preseason hype down the road at NC State. And then, uh, of course, a a ton of transfers in this mix as well. Uh, Love the quarterback from Virginia, too. Uh, uh, Remind me of his name, Jeff. Brandon Armstrong. Armstrong, yeah. So who's uh, who's your favorite QB in the ACC? Yeah, you know, it's funny. And Brandon Armstrong, I mean, they had the the top passing offense in in the country last year, which no one would have guessed that if he'd asked in the trivia contest. As far as me, my favorite quarterback, I'll probably go with Hartman down at Wade. I just really like that offense. I just think he's a a trusty, dependable guy. Um, They still have a 1,000-yard receiver coming back. Um, They have plenty of weapons there. Good group up front. They bring back four starters on the offensive line. Um, so, you know, you look at them and, and you got to be pretty happy. I, I think they could be a real tough team in this conference. They did bring in Brad Lambert, who I discussed. I think he's a pretty good offense or pretty good defensive coordinator. They've got to get tougher up front. They just didn't get enough stops, give up a lot of yards on the ground. Um, but yeah, you know, th- this conference has some better quarterbacks than you might think. Um, you know, I have to wonder as well, what's Scott Satterfield's future look like down at Louisville? I mean, yeah. this team has been pretty bad, really, since Lamar Jackson left. Uh, you know, the Malik Cunningham mess has been a disaster. Uh, Syracuse, can they move the football this year? Um, you know, can, can Virginia Tech kind of come back to where they were at one point under uh, Frank Beamer? Uh, that That's a long time ago, it seems like. I'll tell you one thing, Cliff, to kind of end in on this. I was up at, when I was up at Barstool, we were kind of kicking around different teams. And one of the teams I threw out, I'll tell you that a bad football team is going to be Duke. My God. I mean, they're going to be horrific. I mean, you talk about a team last year that the only reason I'd back them was because Mateo Durant was playing or Gunnar Holmberg was in. Yeah, they're both gone. Okay. Jake Bobo, their leading uh, receiver, transferred. Um, this is a disaster of a team. They gave up 47 points a game last year. Just horrific. And David, it felt like David Cutcliffe did all he could there, Jeff, and maybe he's getting out now. He knows that this thing is trending in the wrong direction. So Mike Elko's got a uh, a rough job ahead of him uh, coming up. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you look at this football team, you have to ask yourself, I mean, when you look at their schedule, is there more than, like, one winnable game here? 
I mean, what's do they have a total out on them, Jeff? Have you seen one? A win total? I think I think it's two and a half, and I'm thinking, yeah. how the hell is it two and a half? The only games they have that are winnable is NCA and T, and as you know, that's not an easy game uh, <laughs> against a team like uh, them. And you know, Kansas is on the upstart, so two and a half. I mean, give me a break. This team sucks. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Coming up, uh, Jeff, in hour three of today's show, we will talk to Rich Shays, the president of Major League Eating. He'll be on the broadcast on ESPN July 4th when Joey Chestnut uh, continues to just have a reign of terror over every other eater in the country. I think I saw his over-under was 74 and a half. You uh, you going to do any gambling on the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest July 4th? You know, I don't think I will be, but I'll tell you, I'm fascinated by it. I mean, I, I think it's obviously very gluttonous. I, I do have a bit of a compassionate boat in my body when it comes to, like, people eating way too much when there are many people that can't. But that being said, I, I do find myself occasionally looking at, like, Matt Stoney's YouTube channel. Or, or like, <laughs> you know, just yeah. people that, I, I, look, for being a big guy at one point even, I, I didn't really eat that much. I just ate at the wrong times. Right. I don't get it. I don't know where they put all the food, quite frankly. But uh, All right. Well, let me ask you this, Jeff. And by the way, your, your body transformation is incredible. For anybody that follows you at Jeff Nadu, they've seen it. Uh, but if you were to get in one of these contests, what is a food you think you could eat a lot of in a short amount of time? Like, let's say you had to do it. What food would you pick uh, to be your food? Um... You know what, Clip? I would say uh, probably like uh, I mean, either sushi or Oreos. Okay. Sweet and savory, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and bite-sized, you could go to town on those. Good call, good call. See, I could eat a good amount of sushi. I mean, if yeah. you get a roll that's six, that's six pieces, I could probably eat four or five rolls. I'm pretty <laughs> good with sushi. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, we're off uh, next week for the 4th, so we'll reconvene in two weeks, and then by that point we'll be in almost mid-July and uh, start getting closer and closer, man. So we'll keep talking uh, football with you. Anything else you got going on we need to know about? We're basically six Saturdays away from college football. By the way, Duke's at three and a half. I will be saying that large after the show. As far as anything else, no. I'm really just uh, kind of trying to figure out my future per usual. Where am I going to go <laughs> next? Could it be Miami? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, who knows? Either way, I know I'll be here with you, Clip, uh, during football season. You can mark that down. That sounds like a plan. We'll certainly do it. We'll reconvene in two weeks, big man. Thanks for joining us today. Jeff Nadeau on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll continue to break down conferences and teams throughout the summer uh, to bridge that gap to the football season. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll uh, we'll do a little raging, talk about what's getting on our nerves today. The uh, spam on YouTube comment section uh, is something we can rage about, as always. Uh, We'll see what is bugging us and what is bugging you. Let us know on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and we'll talk about it when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt here at the moment. Troy D will be alongside in the 5 o'clock hour as we get you ready for the 2022 Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest coming up on July 4th. Rich Shea going to join us, the president of Major League Eating. So we got that on the way. Uh, let's let's gripe for a little while. Let's get uh, a little bit of anger out because it is healthy to talk about um, your feelings and what is upsetting you. Don't keep it in. You can let the rage out at the Anger Management Rage Room. And you can do it right here in Greenville, North Carolina. It's Greenville's premier rage room. You can smash, bash, and destroy objects in a design rage room that gives you space to vent uh, that could cause trouble in the outside world. So you can do it in a nice, safe environment. Get that anger out at the Anger Management Rage Room. Check out the website, angermgmtnc.com. Book your therapy session today, Chandler, and uh, a lot of folks are doing this and having a lot of fun with it. Absolutely, and uh, it's right uh, walking distance from the Pirate Radio Studios. It's on Clark Street, right behind Pitt Street Brewery. Um, pretty nice, uh, pretty neat place. They have two different rooms there at the Anger Management Rage Room. One side has a Subaru, one side has a Jeep. They might have switched them out by now, but uh, not only do you have glass and TVs and old laptops or computers or pc systems you know they have cars they have vehicles that you can smash and bash just like you should smash the like button and share this uh this broadcast on facebook and youtube but anyway uh, and if you don't i'm going to rage about that but uh, yeah like i said on clark street here in downtown greenville go check them out if you uh are, if you're angry if something's angering you please hard news uh, be very hard news and uh beat the freaking t- beat the freaking crap out of all the stuff they have in there thank you coach all right uh who wants to begin today i hate when people cut the grass on the road really okay all right interesting so one time you know what i'm talking about so it's it's spitting the grass out on the road onto the road okay as you're driving by yes Uh, what okay what if it's there when you drive by do you care about that no because i'm like this sob really cut the grass into the road you you hate it all the way around mm-hmm. interesting all right because I, I cut my grass that way i think it's just very unprofessional all right well not just that but if a car is going by i think I, if I, a car is going by i no, stop no, all right yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah some people don't I, all right i take that back i i don't mind it if they're if they're already done but like I was saying, that tells me that they did it, and they, there was cars going by while he was doing it. I have—that's no, not true. No, I've had no. There's there's times where I'm going by and they're cutting the grass well, sure. right onto the. But onto n- the not road. everybody, not me. I look, make sure to watch out that my fellow man's not driving well, by. More people need to be like Clip Brock. Stop when there's a car coming by. You don't like stop it. it. Regardless, though, 
but you like it a lot less when it's happening while you drive by no i hate it more like it a lot less hate it more same yeah thing. Yeah, yeah 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 good grief okay no that's fair and i mean obviously i do it so there's not like grass clumps that i'm gonna keep piling up in the yard i do it to get it out onto the road all out of my yard it's grass bro it's just grass yeah but if you run over something that is not grass mm-hmm. and you kick it out in the road I, as you drove driving mm-hmm. by that's where the problem uh-huh. is completely agree yep. which is why i'm very cautious of that too and we'll yep. pick up trash instead of spitting it out i'm only spitting out grass into the road oh my gosh i, I hear you folks we got some guys in here uh spewing out some rage uh topics scott says it's bad for motorcycles you know what i know that and do you know how i know that um i was cutting grass there was grass on the road and i was already three or four lanes you know towards the house away from the road uh motorcycle dude drives by throws me the finger i actually have and i I couldn't figure out why for a while that's a way and then i realized why have i changed my habits i have not (laughs) maybe because he gave me the finger but now, maybe I'll be more uh, more cautious about that moving forward. Uh, uh, I just had a listener call in to give us another scenario. Okay. Very similar. Damon and Charlotte called and said, what if you live in a condo and you just got your car washed and detailed and all that nice stuff and the HOA comes and cuts the grass and blows, you know what, all over said clean car? Yeah, that's that's awful. That's yeah. terrible. Good Good point there, Damon. Again, I'm doing this when there's no cars around. So. And, we get, and we get it. You are a good Samaritan. You're a good citizen of Winterville. Clip, you're a role model. You do a great job. But what I'm raging about is that there's people out there that are not like Clip Brock, and they do this stupid crap. Nobody can be Clip Brock. We get that you're awesome. We get that you do the right thing. And that's great. We already knew that. But there's people out, here, out there that do not do that. That motorcyclist that gave me the finger didn't think I was doing the right thing. Maybe he was having a bad day. Are you sure Maybe it wasn't he was Jeff Charles? A bad day. It was the voice. Was it the voice? <laughs> he said, screw you, Jabroni! <laughs> you, Jabroni! <laughs> Pick up your grass, you big piece of trash! <laughs> <laughs> and his motor was just going, eh! <laughs> 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 And it was weird. Sean Seymour was behind him with his arms around his waist. <laughs> and, he, and he said, look, look, listen. Jeff, look what he's doing. <laughs> now he's listen. Going, no, Jeff's going by his side, waving at you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> it's like Dumb and Dumber on the moped. Okay. Gotta hell you. I'll try to think of a, uh, I, I, you know what, I'll get a push broom and, and push it out of the road back into uh, the edge. How about that? All right, that was a good one though, Chandler. Be mindful when you're when you're cutting grass, when you're you're blowing uh, driveways, parking lots, all that stuff. All right, all right, guys. What else? That's a good one. I hate when you're at the ballpark. This happened yesterday. You were so at a ballpark I, yesterday. Yeah. Went and watched some day, day baseball, baseball yesterday. Day baseball, mind you, not a lot of people there. Had an insi- entire section to ourselves. Uh, a group of like five walk up. Where do they sit? Directly in front of us. 
go sit somewhere else. Were you oh, in your, Were you in your seat? We were in our correct seats, and okay. I'm sure they were going to their correct seats as well. However, if there it's are day baseball. it's day baseball, nobody's showing up. You can go sit somewhere else. Yeah, that that's I, uh, we talk. I feel like a lot we talk about the lack of just awareness. Yeah, like social awareness, social cues. Yep. And if that, in other words, common sense. Con, yes, that's a good way to put it too. And I think if that was, if it was really wide, that wide open, and there was a group of what you had three guys. Yeah. No chicks. Right. Cool. Um, hey. And if, that, if there were three guys sitting there, we all side by side together. Or did you have a space in between? We actually you? put a space in between all of us. <laughs> that would have been real cool if you didn't. We were waiting for the chicks to pull up. They, they never did. They never got there. Yeah. Um, Red Bear says, I've had a windshield broken when someone cutting grass hits a rock. That's cool. I was talking. So I would <laughs> probably not do what they did. I mean, you could even sit in the same row and just move down a few seats. All right, uh, Chandler, what'd you say? Uh, Redbeer says, I've had a windshield broken when someone cutting grass hits a rock. Well, Redbeard kind of brings bad karma on himself, I think. How about when uh, me and uh, my high school buddy would cut grass together, and across from my parents' house, my dad had his barns, and there was also a trailer there, which is actually where I lived when I was first born. And uh, he used it, like, as an office, basically. And he was in there while we were cutting grass, and... Uh, my buddy Tyler shot a uh, rock through the window mm. that like went through like what would have been the living room or whatever, and that's uh, that's pretty dangerous. You never know what that uh, lawnmower is going to pick up and shoot. So, uh, hey, but that's like just bad luck. I mean, that's not. But I, I am mindful of what's in front of me. I don't want to run over because like you can ask my dad if he's listening. He'll can call in and say how many water hoses i ran over as a kid oh man and he would get I ran over really it. really mad at me and i would just do it every time for some reason i ran over an ex- i ran over an extension cord one time yeah. and uh after that after the uh verbal lashing i got from clark honeycutt i made sure there was nothing in the yard when i started to cut grass so uh lesson learned there you go all right Shirley, you got anything i gotta be honest with you not angry about your, anything your right now. Your week at camp was real peaceful, and you were just... It was. Okay. It was very peaceful. It's been a good few days. And How's your return to society been? It's not been too bad. And uh, Nobody uh, opening their door in drive-thrus? <laughs> Actually, no. Somebody did do that the other day, Uh-oh. and I thankfully, I wasn't in the drive-thru. I just saw it happen. I was kind of... Well, I was cutting through the parking lot, and you had to go around the drive-thru, and I saw it, and I was like, mm-hmm. Hey, Bojangles, point. Bojangles, don't put a giant-ass sign on the door that says, come on in, it's bow time. There's seven people at the drive-thru. There's parking spots available. There's a giant-ass sign on the door that says, come on in. Go, the door is locked. Don't invite me in if you're not going to let me in. False advertising. By the time I get back in the vehicle, back that truck up, get in line. Now there's two more cars in the damn line. I've lost two more spots because of your sign that said, come on in. Sidebar, if I order extra seasoning on my fries and it's written written on the ticket, extra seasoning, 
please put extra seasoning on my fries? I better see those fries doused. And when I ask for no ice in my drink, because I'm not stupid, the drink's already cold. You don't need ice. You put ice <laughs> wow. in the cup sure. to keep the, what the, you know why they put the ice in there, buddy? Less liquid. Buddy? Less liquid. Shirley, you, I'm not stupid. All, I'm getting you, my money's worth. You just acted like you covered up a giant conspiracy theory. But you also called all of us and everybody listening that gets ice in their drinks stupid. I'm just saying. <laughs> I go light ice. When I ask for no ice, that's exactly what I want. No ice in my drink. Please do not hand me my drink with ice in it. If I, if you hand me my drink and there's ice in it, I'm going to hand it back to you and tell you I said no ice. You're going to throw it on them. I, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Why not? I said no ice. I was like, no, no, no. I requested no ice in my cup. Please. And, and don't do this number. Don't sit there and like... I, just make me a whole new, another cup. There, that was a whole nother incident. Buttercup. Uh, yeah, they do fill that ice to the brim. So you go light ice. I don't know. I, I, just feel, I know one. I feel weird saying light ice. Because yeah. it just reminded me of this one particular incident that made me mad. To the point where, you know how you've gotten so mad that and so shocked that you're stunned into silence? That's pretty much what happened to me. I went to a an establishment and I ordered an iced coffee with caramel that's that's all I asked for get the co- iced coffee I know what it's supposed to taste like I've had this drink before I go to taste it there's no caramel in there none not zero zero none. ridiculous none. none nine none so I walked I now mind you I was in the drive-thru so I pull over into a parking space i go inside and i said hey can you pull up when you got my order did you did you put down that i i wanted caramel in my iced coffee <clears throat> yes ma'am okay well this doesn't have any caramel in it well it probably settled to the bottom i lifted the cup there's no <laughs> caramel at the bottom okay i said you didn't put any in there for it to settle at the bottom they were like oh okay well do you want caramel no, I just came back in here to inform you <laughs> that you didn't put caramel. Of course I want my caramels. Dude. Anyway. And they go, aren't you the lady that beat up that guy that had his door open in the drive-thru? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Anyway, they take... So, now, under normal circumstances, you would think that they would take my iced coffee and remake my iced coffee. Correct? That I mean, that's what you thing. would imagine to do. No, they got me a completely separate cup put the caramel syrup in the cup and handed it to me. <laughs> what? You got your caramel on the side? I got the caramel on the side and I was so stunned about how wrong that was that I just looked at him and said, you know what? This ain't worth going to jail for. Because I was about to pull a Medea and hop that counter. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, you know what? I said, blank this, and I walked out. It would have been awesome if they gave you a third cup full of ice just to really top it off. I, I just, I was completely stuck. I was like, no, you can't. Do- what do you want me to do? Pour it in there and then start it myself? I just did your job. Speaking of uh, rehashing former rages, hey, Chandler, check who liked uh, my post on Instagram yesterday. You'll be amused. Guessing it was himself. Troy D, do you have any rages today? I'd just like to uh, compliment you, Clip, on your rage because then I'd like to 
second that rage about the Bojangles situation. Oh, yeah. I had a very similar situation. First of all, at Bojangles, they evidently, I got there, you know, look, they're great, uh, one of the great Eastern North Carolina institutions, right? Uh, hands North, down. Yeah, I mean, we're all Bojangles fans, so we say this out of love. But um, let's go to get dinner for me and the boys one night. I'll probably get there about 7.05, 7.10. Not that late. You know, in the summertime, it stays light till 9 o'clock, which is one of the reasons I love summertime. Door, dead bolted. They closed at 7. Like, why are you... Sh- but it was open the whole day. Why Why is this all of a sudden at 7 we close? Why don't you shut it, like, when you close the restaurant? Like, but why is it okay to be open the rest of the time? So they closed the dining The, the dining. Oh, yeah. So I had to get in the car and go through drive through Right, right, right. But, why, but there's no sign that says that. Right. So was I, there a sign that said, come on in? I'm sure there was on the marquee, actually. Yeah. Um, and then at the beach just last weekend had a situation at Dunkin' Donuts. I see people going in and out of Dunkin' Donuts. The door's open. Last time I was there, my boys like the munchkins. You know, I might steal one or two here and there. Not a big dessert guy. Not a big dessert guy, but they like, you know, they do have other options that you can get a bagel and egg and bacon with it. And, you know, they have good unsweet tea. But let me not get too sidetracked, Clip. The point of the story was I went through a few about a month ago to Dunkin' Donuts in Moorhead City. And I said, oh, you guys have opened back up the inside. She goes, yeah, we're back open. You know, COVID's over. Let's get to normal, right? She said the dining room's back open. Last weekend, I go there, 8, 9 in the morning, get my kids some donuts, whatever they wanted, go to the door. The lady comes to the door. Oh, oh, no. Unless you're DoorDash or unless you're one of these pickup guys, that's only for them. You have to go through the drive-thru. Like, I just asked last month, and you said you guys were back open. You can't dine in, but you can come order in and take out. I was like, perfect. What? You keep changing the rules on me. This is BS. BS. I want some consistency here. So then I had to back my truck up. Back that thing Back up. that back. fat truck up. Get in line. And this time, three cars got in there. The line was already wrapped around the building. Now I could barely back up to even, like, get out of the parking spot, much less get in line. <clears throat> so I took my ass over to the grocery store and ended up with a better deal on donuts and a better deal on some other items they had, like bagels and different stuff, for less money. And my boys were the big winners. Good, so this is a good a life lesson. Ending. You, this could have ended badly, but we took a negative situation, we turned it positive. This is called taking lemons and making lemonade. So you mentioned the beach, and this brought up another rage. And I think you might appreciate this because you're a beach guy. And I hope you don't do this, Troy D. But people at the beach, on the beach, that feed the seagulls. Oh, no, I, I can't. No, they should be taken out. Society's worse. worse. Yeah. Should be arrested. Well, they, they Scum should, of the earth. They should probably be eliminated from the human race. There's no need for that. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Out of all the beach crimes, that's one of them. That's oh, my right gosh. You don't feed seagulls. These are not, this is not some pet at a zoo. They will just continue to hound you yeah. and hound you and, and poop all over you. Oh, they you. won't go away until you leave. And, like, oh, and then they get the others here. Then they Could you fat them? Hound your neighbor. Then it becomes your problem. Correct. Because you're close to it. Right. Oh, that's one of the worst things you can do at the beach. You do not feed the seagulls. They pick up enough crap already and people trash. and They are well fed, trust yeah. me. You they, don't need they to don't feed need them. You. Yeah. No. You don't want to attract any seagulls. If they weren't fed well, they wouldn't be around the beach already. They'd go somewhere else. And I, and I think that's a good point to make because it is summertime. People are going to the beach right now. So what I'm saying is don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't think about what it. What else bothers you at the beach? 
Ooh, people with the big speakers who are playing way too loud. Yeah, that music, happened to me. Music at the beach is okay. That last month, guy was blasting his music, and I just had mine just just on. I had my headphones in, and I was just listening. It was so loud. It was over, like louder than my headphones. And I'm like, I yeah. just kind of looked at him I, like, damn, dude. He did finally come over. He's like, Hey, is my music okay? If not, uh, I could change it. Some people might. He was by himself. He's like, my wife tells me that most people don't like my music. It was one, uh, just a guy, it was just a by guy. himself blasting music. Yep. That might be even worse. Yeah. What a what, what, uh, what yeah. in the world? When I think of it, I Super think of loud. like big groups of like young people. Yeah. This is just even worse. A dude by himself, wow. and he yeah. was still 20, 30 feet away. Still that loud. Oh my and now God. I, I don't like, mind people who play their music out loud at the beach. But no, if it gets I don't to either. the point where like half but the beach you can, can hear you. It, like where it's heard in this in room, your yes. area. Yeah, in your area. Right. You don't have to, you're not putting on. You're not the Rolling Stones. Again, right. We're not putting on a concert. Common sense, situational awareness, social awareness. People have none of that, Clip. None. It's gotten Zero. worse. Yeah. Had a kid old enough to have some sense about him. I was sitting in my chair. Uh, this was last, either last summer or two summers ago. Sitting in my chair was dragging his boogie board. I mean, literally right near my feet. I. From here to the end of this table, and the wind picks up oh. and it hits me right in the face, oh. and sand goes everywhere. Oh. And I'm like, his parents were over there and was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "It's fine, it's fine." That yeah. here's uh, another thing: beach etiquette. Shake your towel out away from people and downwind. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can walk down to the coastline, you know, yep. where the where the waves are breaking. Shake it out down there. Don't shake it out where everyone's sitting. Right there, it's yeah. obnoxious. It's common yeah. sense. Makes sense. Once again, common sense is not so common anymore. Yeah. Isn't it? A good beach rage room right there. That was good. More, uh, more a holiday edition. A holiday, a summer edition of the rage yeah, room. Yeah, more, more fireworks. A, a tip than a rage. Just some of you were talking about, Troy. Sometimes you can't avoid it, but don't park in these spaces right beside the drive-through, because then if we're in the drive-through line, we have to like back up, pull forward. Just to let you out, like there's a million parking yeah, places. True. Again, sometimes you can't avoid it. Sometimes it gets wrapped around the building, so it's. A I don't know how people can even get those spots when because drive-throughs are so packed half the time. I know, but man, when I see somebody trying to back out uh, and there's eight cars in the drive-through, it, yeah. it really annoys me. Why did you park there? Yeah, there's so many other places. Speaking I, of rage, be careful of fireworks this weekend. Like, don't be stupid. Don't mm-hmm. be Jason one, Pierre Paul. One, don't it, don't start a fire, like because this stuff is a little dry, and don't blow your hand off. Jason Pierre Paul style. Yeah. Good advice. Uh, yeah. Adam on Facebook says people. Although without those fireworks, we would never have the back it up Terry video. <clears throat> back it up. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Put it wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Put it in reverse, Terry. Uh, <laughs> Adam on Facebook says I watch every year for the holiday. People who set up fishing poles right next to where you oh, and the family are playing. God, yep. Thank yep. you. That is Adam so obnoxious. On Facebook. Like there's the wide beach is wide open. Your kids are out in the ocean and they put it right where your kids are swimming. Do I want my kid hooked and gaffed by your damn fishing rod, which you ain't catching a damn thing anyway? Nope. That's a good point. Get your ass on a boat and go fishing. Get there's, off the shore in the first piers place. There's a couple yeah. miles away. Yeah, get a, get a spot on the pier. Yes. Get away from my kids and my friend's kids and people's kids I don't know. That is a good point. They Adam. don't need to be hooked. Scoot down to Emerald Isle. There's plenty of piers down there. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that. I, I've seen I have. more so. It's already there. They're already out there, kind of in their own spot. Which that's is that 
You can still find another spot, but if you're kind of out on your own, it's one thing. But if you're setting up and people are swimming. But yeah, while people are out there, to go out there near them yeah. and do Or that. if it's off-season and there's no one out there swimming anyway, go crazy. Have there's, fun. There's a spot at the Fort Macon Beach off to like the left of where you enter where it gets real rocky and i've seen a lot of people set up over there which is obviously fine the kids aren't gonna go play in the rocks right yeah that's a good spot that's fine yeah all right don't fish where kids are swimming we're not gonna be here next week so a night this was like a uh bonus and i tell you what clip rage room great suggestions by the way the past few rage rooms i feel like we had very little to talk about had had some good vibes going didn't have much anger to talk about and it was a struggle to get something out but the past few times we've ended up going about 20 minutes in there in the rage room i saw tony dunn last night at aj's sports trivia and he said are we raging on friday homie because <laughs> oh, i got one we'll I, let him rage i was like yeah we'll do a mini rage with you friday yeah what was it did he tell you i had a neighbor come over and tell me my yard was looking bad oh man really yeah so wow. I can't wait to hear that from Tony so, Dunn coming up. To grass him. is getting a little too long, man. He showed me a picture of his yard, and it looked it looked nice. Right. I'll let him tell the story tomorrow. Right. No, but it's good because I'm going to compare you as Tony and then Tony as Tony and see <laughs> who tells it better. Uh, okay, homie. So it, it is that it is, homie. It is. I just cut the grass a week ago. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We got. Have you ever got? Would you ever go up to a neighbor's yard and say it doesn't look up to your standards? No. Like, oh, I, I dare one of my neighbors to come and no, tell I, me I, I that. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I invite it. Come on. Like I was just th- like, just for the opportunity. Like, even if it looked bad, would you go up to your neighbor nah. and say your yard doesn't look? It's none of their business. I avoid confrontation. I wouldn't do that. I would just have mine looking the best it could. Yeah. And just say, you know what? That's them. Yeah. Now, if it, I guess it's, it because you got to live next to these people. And Tony said these are old people. They're not like looking to sell their house. Like uh-huh. it's all about. He said they brought up like property value and stuff like that. Uh, well, you know what? Once you that kind of makes sense. You know, once you get to a certain age, you just t- say what you think and you don't care. And as I told Tony, yeah. this they're probably old and all they do, and he, is he agreed, for stuff. is sit on the front porch and look at Tony's house. And just get more mad at That's every day. their TV. Show. Yeah. Tony's house. Yeah. Look <laughs> at that grass, like- honey. <laughs> it's been five days. Five days and he hasn't cut it. He still hasn't cut it. <laughs> I had a neighbor. He's out there doing that stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a neighbor that complained I had too many pine cones in my yard. And I was like, well, what does that have to do with you? I'd hate to have pine trees in my yard because they make a mess. They do make Constantly a mess. out there. Oh, uh, pine cones and pine needles everywhere. I feel sorry for people that have pine trees in their yard because it is a freaking disaster. It's like a hurricane every week you're cleaning up. You like need yeah. FEMA as your yard crew. All right, sorry. We're in the middle of a commercial break. We're not even on the air right now. We're just <laughs> we're just still going. We're still raging. All right, this is for because us. Our, our session is up, but we're still beating the crap out of those things. Troy, what time are we talking to Rich Shea? I mean, we call him and what what you want to lead the next segment with? Him? I'm asking you. Uh, it's up to you. He's pretty cool. I mean, we. Can... It's up to you. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break and we'll come back with him. Let's do it. All right. When we return, President Major League Eating, Rich Shea. We're talking Coney Island hot dog eating contest when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 10.30 on Sundays. Well, what else is new? 5th Street Hardware Restaurant Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, a new name, but the same location on 5th Street beside the State Theater. Uh, That is the 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, they got some great grub over there. They fed us during our watch-alongs during the regional and super regional for East Carolina. I just uh, ate there the other day for lunch. And uh, cool atmosphere as always. And a brand new menu. What would you eat? Uh, I've got, I was looking for a little lighter fare clip. As you know, I'm working on the beach bod. Um, Try not to eat desserts and be heavy. As you know, it's going well. <laughs> Trying to make better decisions. Uh, so I had a salad. I had the uh, I forget what they call it. It was it was the turkey and they, uh, now I am a stickler for crisp bacon. Mm-hmm. Now we were just in the rage room. I should have raged. I was at a restaurant out of town and I got bacon. I didn't say crispy and it came like almost raw, uncooked, mm. disgusting. I like that. It's no, that is so gross. Bacon has to pass the pencil test. It should be like a pencil when you hold it. We up. can't get too sidetracked here. We got to guess. All right, but anyway, their bacon is crispy, just clip. like you like it. Yes, all and right. It's in the salad, crumbled, and then you have the turkey, the cheese. It was, it was excellent. They're, I forget. I, I think s- it's a show. Oh, it's a chef salad, is what it's called. <laughs> okay, I, one of those new inventions. <laughs> but no, theirs is better than most. Like I love a chef salad. salad. I love the way a salad they compartmentalize everything. Yeah, it was perfect. All right, I, I suggest the patty time. melt. Let me get the uh, let me get that chef salad. Did you uh, happen to eat it in like one minute and fifteen seconds? Because if so, you might could join Major League Eating Troy. Did I did not? Okay, I took you my took time, time on it. it. Yeah. All right. I love uh, traditions, rituals. I love consistency, Troy D. And one of uh, the annual interviews we have every year mm-hmm. is with this gentleman. This time of year, it's a great time of the year. And uh, it's very well. Maybe the twentieth year we've had him on. Something I look forward to every year. Yeah, it's awesome. Rich Shea joining us on the live line. He is the president of the uh, international sanctioning body that oversees every competitive eating event in the country and often worldwide. They are known as Major League Eating (MLE). Rich, welcome back to the show. Great to hear from you again, my friend. Uh, it's good to be back with you guys, Pirate Nation. Uh, always a tradition to have you guys on with us before the big contest which is obviously one of our nation's great traditions in coney island the uh, hot dog eating competition put on by nathan's famous or, or eating nathan's famous hot dogs rich uh, i imagine it's still a uh, high noon july 4th event on monday uh, on espn correct it is it'll occur uh, at noon eastern uh, i'm going to actually be a little little trouble with uh, tennis i'm not tennis is like a really old school sport that you know, I guess some people still watch, and they're going to be on ESPN. So our live show is going to be on ESPN News, and then we'll have the full re-air at 4 p.m. on ESPN, the UNO, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. But uh, you can catch it live uh, on news at noon. And the exciting thing, guys, is that we're, after two years, you know, we did it in a room two years ago during COVID, and we did it in a baseball uh, stadium last year, and now we're returning to the corner of Surf and Stillwell Avenue, the original spot. 
of the Nations Conference, so we anticipate 30,000-some-odd people will gather around. Wow. Rich, uh, at what point are you thinking like 20, 25, 20, 30, you guys will finally overtake Wimbledon as the uh, the more popular sport? Because it's got to be coming soon. It's got to be coming soon. I, uh, my vanity doesn't think in terms of the uh, NFL's Super Bowl, but I think, I think Wimbledon is, is certainly within our sights. Rich, uh, let's talk about competitors this year. It's really Joey Chestnut and everyone else. Um, I'm looking at the odds right now, jo- Troy D. Joey Chestnut is the, you know, let's go ahead and say it, the Tom Brady of competitive eating, the, the absolute goat. Uh, nobody better. We'll probably never see anyone in our lifetime like him again. Uh, you know him well. Uh, he's in your league. Am I overstating things? No, in fact, you know, I'm a Pats fan, so Brady gave me a lot of joy, but Joey's twice the man that Brady is. He's got 14 titles to, to, to Brady's seven. Um, he's just unbelievable. Since 2007, this guy's been winning in, uh, in Coney Island since he lost one uh, a number of years ago to Matt Stoney, but uh, otherwise he's, he's basically undefeated. He uh, has eaten more than 70 Nathan's hot dogs and buns during the competition, uh, since, uh, since 2016, which is just unheard of. Um, but I actually think, and, and, and Joey, yes, Joey should, the smart money is, is on Joey coming in because he's distinguished himself so much as the front runner in this particular discipline that, uh, that he'll come in and win it. But, you know, being quite honest, compared to last year, I think that uh, there's a chance Jeff Esper, who's the number two ranked eater in the, in the world, you know, if, if he has a chance, it's this year. Joey has not been out on the road at all. Our, our circuit is still a little bit wounded. Fewer events, but we've had, you know, about a dozen events. Uh, Esper's gone to seven. He's won every one that he's competed in in uh, 2022. Joey hasn't done an event yet. So I still wouldn't bet against Joey, but he, he there may be rust, and we're going we're gonna to see on, on Monday. All right. Uh, we're talking to Rich Shea. He is president of Major League Eating. Once again, the uh, Super Bowl of Eating Competitions is going on July 4th. That's this Monday, high noon. Check your uh, ESPN schedules for uh, broadcast and rebroadcast information. It will be a uh, nationally televised event. Now, everybody wants an advantage, Rich, and I know this year – um, I, I wasn't sure if this was just a rumor or this, this is going to be happening, but I didn't know if you're going to be testing these eating athletes for PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs. Will there be a test to see, hey, did someone take too much Rolaids or Tums before the event? Are there certain advantages that these guys are trying to get over their uh, competitors? You know, if Rolaids or Tums were, uh, were sponsored this year, we'd insist upon it, but I don't anticipate any need for for drug testing and uh, cannabis is not legal in uh, New York State yet either, so we should be fine down there. These guys, actually, all joking aside, they come in. Uh, most of them don't even eat in the morning, right? They just sort of drink fluids and hang out and wait for the competition. Um, so there's, there's no. We have no need for testing, so we don't test. Um, and I'm not even sure what what drug you could take to make. 76 hot dogs in uh, 10 minutes. Yeah, that's a good point. Just curious. Uh, that's kind of like my <laughs> July 4th. I, I really, I, in the morning, I just hang out, have some fluids, and wait to eat later in the day. I, I'm like a competitive eater myself, Clip. And a lot more fluids throughout the day. Yes. Uh, yeah. Going on. I thought. Started, my fluids start at 1 p.m. Eastern. What about the rule where they dip the bun in water, or I guess whatever drink they want? Mm-hmm. What What would this competition be like? Rich, if they had to eat the hot dog and bun like a normal person, no dipping, no separating, you, the only thing you could put on it is, let's say, like mustard or ketchup or whatever relish they want. They could add to it, but they can't 
take it apart, they can't rip it apart, and they can't dip it in water. What do you think this competition will be like? I think you see 20% uh, reduction in the amount of dogs eaten, maybe 25. I'm not a competitive eater. You'd have to ask one of these guys who competes, but I think you'd see a reduction in, in the numbers for sure. And I think why, why not do it that way? Why the need for the, the dunking of the water? It's kind of grandfathered, you know, so... Um, as the sport evolved and primarily over the last 20 years since George and I and major league eating have been in existence, it, it, the sport just sort of like, you know, evolved quickly. Um, now if you go back 20, 25 years, dudes were eating 19 hot dogs out there, 20 hot dogs, 25 hot dogs was like the mountaintop, right? And then Kobayashi ate 50 and that was unheard of. But already at that point, guys were dunking. And as, as the, uh, as the, the uh, event as we know it, as you know it, as the fans know it, kind of got more and more cemented. Dunking was part of it. So we obviously had a review and decided to, to keep the dunking. Um, and also it facilitates the swallowing process. Obviously, for your listeners, don't do this in the backyard. These guys are trained athletes, and we have paramedics on hand and stuff. But, you know, they want the role. We don't have dunking in every contest, obviously, but the role uh, presents a challenge. It's, it's kind of dry, right? So... I forget exactly all the little pieces that we that went into us establishing that as a rule or, or protecting it, but we allow dunking. But there is a five-second dunk rule because we learned, our judges told us, uh, we were doing a crystal tournament once and we allowed dunking in the crystal burgers, and uh, it's like a White Castle burger, small slider. And uh, people were dunking to an incredible extent, so they were leaving uh, debris or bun remnants of yeah. in their cups. We're getting away yeah. with not eating all the buns, so that we we did introduce should make them drink that cup of uh, fluid at mm. the end. Then, no doubt. So we yeah. introduced a five second dunk rule. Uh, that you know, on on Monday's contest on the Fourth of July, no one's dunking for longer than five seconds. It's really yeah. for like rookies or, or 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 bad actors. Yeah, Rich, have there been? What, what are the rules, again, for folks that aren't familiar with the uh, hot dog eating competition? And I know I've seen a reversal of fortune. I know that's an automatic disqualification if that happens, be ruled by the judges. What other rules are there? And since you've been involved, have you ever seen a choking situation? You know, we haven't. We've been, uh, you know, blessed that we, we have professional leaders, I just said, and we have EMTs on hand. So choking is not something that we've had to handle on site. Um but obviously, they would stop eating if they were, if they were, you know, we would recommend stop eating and, and ask them to stop eating if we were to see something like that. Um, as far as the reversal of fortune, as you mentioned, if Elvis leaves the building, you are disqualified. Um, and competitors, otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. You get five hot dogs and buns on a plate. You have to eat both hot dog and bun, all five, before you move on to your next plate of five. However, you don't have to eat the hot dog and bun together like you and I might do in a picnic. You can separate them, as you referenced. You can dunk the bun. Uh, you could eat two, two hot dogs and then eat two buns. But if you were to eat two hot dogs and only get one bun down, we would only count the two hot dogs. So it has to be a complete unit. Uh, but beyond that, that's about those. the rules are pretty simple. And is it 12 minutes again this year? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I'm sorry. 10 minutes yep. to eat as much as they can. And the world record stands at, with Joey Chestnut, 76 76 so uh have you talked to joey is he uh, sometimes he wants to do a world record sometimes he just wants to win you know does is he where, where's his head at uh i have not talked to joey he's out in town last night and we've been uh, i've been working all day i'll be with him tomorrow morning uh you know so i don't know and i haven't sat in on any of our interviews with him but uh you know he typically wants he's going against himself i i and I, this may be uh, 
shine a negative light on me. I'd be like, dude, I'm good. I'm good at 65. No one's touching me. I'm going to get another belt and, and enjoy my afternoon. But, I, you know, maybe that's why I'm not a professional athlete. But uh, he, uh, I haven't heard what he said, so I don't, want to, I don't want to speak for him. Typically, he's out looking to uh, satisfy himself, and that satisfaction comes from him setting a new record. But he needn't, right? He doesn't have to. So um, if you're 10 strokes up, <laughs> no one's going to touch you. You might as well enjoy the afternoon, but we'll see what happens. Rich, we, we've talked to you for a while here on Pirate Radio, and it's hard to believe that it's 16 years now removed from Kobayashi's last uh, belt that he won, and he won from 01 to 06. And I remember talking to you kind of years after that, and he kind of just disappeared. So like, are his whereabouts known now? Whatever happened to the once great competitive eater that kind of just fell off the face of the earth? What is he doing today? Well, there was, you know, he he has cast many aspersions against uh, the league and myself personally and my brother. But uh, we've reached out, as I've told you, a n- number of times, see if he would compete. I actually think early on it was a wise move for, branding, for his branding not to compete because, of course, you know he had lost six years in a row to Joey uh, before he quote unquote you know fell out of love with the league. Um, but I don't actually know where he is, uh, so I don't. I don't. You know, he was living in uh, New York and Brooklyn. Then he was back in Japan, so I don't know if he's splitting time or where he's at, to be completely honest. But he was a great champion, as you mentioned. number of great uh, performances out in Coney Island and other places. Uh, and also, uh, you know, just, just, just helped change the game because he just pole vaulted at the numbers. Like, he, he doubled the numbers from 25 and a quarter to 50, which was, you know, just the most amazing moment in our sport. Uh, and then Joey, after a few years of trying, started, started taking over. Rich, you guys are at the mountaintop right now when it comes to uh, organizing competitive eating events with Major League Eating. But as you know, uh, and once you're at the top, there's only one place to go, and you got a lot of people trying to climb up there to meet you. And you know, the NFL has the USFL, the PGA Tour now has the Live Tour. You know, there's a lot of people all with these leagues. WWE has AEW. Yes, uh, nipping at the heels. What's the status of the business side of things with Major League Eating and? Are there any upstarts that you're worried about? Uh, we aren't, but and it's funny you watch you know, those are those guys are at a different level, you know, from a financial perspective. Um, but if you look at the golf thing, it is stunning to see you know competitors who I would argue have had you know a, a lot of good goodwill coming out of the PGA handed to them and fans and and, and to and to jump ship purely for money. You know, I get it. I like money. Um, it's not like the PGA is not paying people, though. You know, it's not like there's not purses. Um, I feel like that could water that down pretty badly. Um, you know, so, so I actually have empathy for for Monahan. But um, no, we, we we actually right now we, we feel like you know we're we're still smaller, um, and we we still get that we still get great numbers. We still have the only real competitors in the world. So uh, to that end, we're bringing some guys over from uh, this one dude from Australia, first time. Came over and qualified. He ate 41 Nathan's hot dogs in his first ever Nathan's contest. Wait, say that again. Really stunning. He ate 41 what? From us. 41 Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, okay. Qualifier. Uh, and his first ever Nathan's qualifier. So uh, his name is James Webb. He's from Sydney, Australia. So he's a new competitor. I'm pretty psyched. And we have an old guy that he'll probably remember who took about four years off, but Patrick Bertoletti, who was a, I do. a star a star competitor out of Chicago, Deep Dish Bertoletti, a pizza eating champ. Um, he has returned. He, he stopped eating for a number of years, and he'll be back on the stage this year. Pat 
uh, Bertoletti, and, and he comes back with uh, with uh, an 11 ranking, which shows you how, many, how much the uh, board thinks of so it's exciting to have him back and exciting to have this guy from Australia. What, what about my man Badlands Booker? Uh, is he around anymore? And who's the guy who used to paint his face? Uh, Eater uh, he's got a little fight going on with his health, but he's a fantastic, awesome guy. He will be in attendance with a huge bunch of uh, ex-competitors, and Eater X is still very much with us and, and having fun, and we're psyched to be with him on, uh, on Monday. Uh, Badlands Booker will be. He's doing a chugging contest, but if you check out Badlands Chug, He's got quite a presence on uh, on the inter- uh, on social media, and uh, for Badlands, we're doing an undercard where Badlands will drink a uh, I forget what it's like a two thirty two ounce or something uh, lemonades against six uh, six up and comer chuggers. So that'll be interesting. But Badlands mm. will certainly be there. And I'm sure he'll be rapping in the show. A liquid competition, one of my favorites. Uh, Rich, I'm looking at the upcoming events. So you've got a uh, hot dog, obviously July 4th. There's a rib eating championship going on banana pudding, uh, later this year. Also pork rolls, tamales. I'm wondering, have any new foods been introduced, uh, this year? You, you like your traditions, but, uh, is there an all you can, uh, who can eat the most sushi? Is there, are any uh, new events going on? New foods introduced to the competition? We did, just, uh, I'll go backwards. The sushi we did years ago with uh, with Fox Networks when we were first starting, 2002. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Six-foot sushi roll, and uh, <laughs> there was a wasabi zone. So, uh, Hungry Charles Hardy, who was the top-ranked eater at the time and is the uh, known as the godfather of competitive eating, Hungry Charles was way out ahead, and then he hit the wasabi zone and had a little trouble, and we had to DQ him. But uh, we had a new one this year with, uh, down in uh, Lubbock, Texas, um, with... Uh, it's called outlaw egg rolls, but these uh, pretty sizable egg rolls that just aspirate thirty-two uh, and a quarter. Um, and we uh, did a, a new donut, excuse me, in Newcastle, Indiana. Um, donut holes, actually. Oh, that'd be a good one. I could yeah, crush some of those. Three donut, two hundred ninety-three donut holes in eight minutes. Wow, <laughs> two ninety-three! Holy crap, man! I was thinking if I could get a twenty-five pack in, that would be amazing. Yeah, we did a Texas sausage event in Manor, Texas, which is another, another new event for us that happened back in uh, early May. Jeff Hesper again, 844, uh, Southside Market and Barbecue Sausages in 10 minutes. So we, we do always add events, and uh, we just got to get we got to get to Eastern Carolina. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, might work. I want to work with the Chick-fil-A folks. I think a nugget eating competition from Chick-fil-A, I could eat easily eat a small tray by myself now i don't know about time it's more duration i'm more of a marathon guy but i could easily finish that you know we got chick-fil-a finally in uh, new york and uh, there's one right on our block on 46th and uh you know i luckily i eat lunch late so the lines are they have lines every day but uh i go in there and i get the nuggets and i go hide all alone and eat them because they are awesome and uh, we're like, you know, the pulled pork capital of the world. We call it barbecue down here. Mm-hmm. Are there any of those events, uh, Rich? Because we could have one right here in eastern North Carolina for sure. Yeah, yeah, we have we have, uh, we, have we have pulled pork, all variety of barbecue events. But uh, we're not that, that Carolina barbecue, I think, is distinct and fantastic. And, uh, and I, would, I would love to come. So when, when we'll get that lined up. That's right. a little undercard for an ECU football game. That's a great idea, <laughs> That's awesome. actually. Yeah. yeah. God, how great would that be to have the MLE people with us for a football game? Pre-game tailgate contest. Yeah, be fantastic. Yeah. Get it done, Troy Day. All right. We'll talk off the air, Rich. Uh, anything else you want to promote this year? Always great event. Uh, you guys are, are so much fun to join us. I guess you'll be on the broadcast again this year, I assume. I will be. A gentleman named John Anderson from ESPN. You've probably seen him on SportsCenter and me. Uh, and then George, my brother, on the stage. Badlands early. Mickey Studo, uh, by the way, who's 
looking for her eighth title, I believe, and, and has been whispering that she thinks she can do 50, which is a Kobayashi-like number. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. We actually just dropped some NFTs you can get on our site. It won't help you if you're not going to be in New York, but it will help you at other events. Uh, so they're just going to provide, you know, like a membership card almost. There's three levels. You get early access. You get to get photos with the heaters. Um, but you also just to get show, show your buddies uh, your passion for the sport when you show them that digital art in your wallet. Um, but other than that, no, man, just tune in on, on, on the 4th, and I, and I just hope everyone has a fantastic holiday weekend. All big sporting events get media coverage. Uh, what type of press credentials? How much uh, press do you have covering it this year? No, well, I can't guarantee what will be there this year, but, uh, you know, we, we get about uh, 2.5 billion consumer impressions domestically, and that doesn't actually count radio or social. That's just uh, online print and TV. Uh, it doesn't include overseas. So if you believe what the what the, um, the tracking company tells you, that's worth about $2 billion in media coverage. So uh, so we, we've been super lucky and fortunate over the past 20-plus years to get incredible coverage. I'm sure we'll do well on Monday. Uh, but, you know, can't count your chickens before the hens are hatched yeah. or whatever the hell the thing is. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, the hens would be hatched. You can't count the baby chickens. So uh, I don't want to jinx it. But we've been super... Super lucky. In fact, it's a real earned media platform. Always has been. So. Oh yeah, and you're on my bucket list as far as uh, one of the great events to cover. I, I still one of these days want to get up to Coney Island, have a press credential, and cover this thing for Pirate Radio in person. That is still one of my uh, dream jobs to do. I got a stack of all access on my table, so you just tell me when you're coming. Absolutely, we're gonna make that happen one year. I'm serious. No doubt, we'll go live from go live from the corner of Surfing Strip. God, that'd be so cool! How awesome would that be? I mean, we want to talk about like cool events to be at in person, yeah, and have an all access pass. I mean, that's like a dream come true right there. We'll make it a reality, Troy. Yeah. What, what are you waiting for? Well, I don't know, it's just travel right now is a little iffy right, on well. planes, but we'll do it when things settle down. All right. Rich, great to talk with you. Have an incredible weekend. Uh, you got a big Monday planned, and we'll be watching, of course, and covering it. And uh, thank you for your time, as always. Right on. Thanks so much for the interest, guys. Have a great holiday. Thanks, Rich. Uh, Once again, Troy, one of the great traditions here on Pirate Radio, talking to Rich Shea ahead of the July 4th hot dog eating contest. I mean, you think of America, you think of things going on during July 4th. What more American American than hot dogs? I mean, if you think about it. You know, and then a, a competition, a hot dog eating competition. It doesn't get any more American than that. It's so American, it's on national TV clip. On the worldwide leader. Yeah. Yeah. They have a great deal. Yeah. TV deal. Brandon Manning on Twitter uh, earlier today says, where has the, where is the Warren's hot dog eating contest at? We did a uh, thick burger eating contest we did. back in the day. We did Troy. a hearty thick burger eating competition. So many great memories and quotes from that. Now I get nothing. Now I get nothing. <laughs> uh but i don't know anything's possible down the road i've kind of you know some of these competitions you do have to be careful you do have to have medical staff standing by as people get older uh we don't want something fun to turn into a a severe situation yeah i mean these are true professionals that are doing it in new york don't try this at home and i'm glad you guys mentioned badlands uh uh, what's his name? Badlands Booker. Who I Booker. Yeah, yeah. I, I know him as Badlands Chugs on TikTok and other social media platforms. This guy is insane when it comes so, to uh, chugging. I think uh, he's liquid. reinvented himself as the liquid specialist. 
And that's so he what saw he, he now, Chestnut had the solids. He ain't going like, to beat Chestnut. Now, he's one of these guys that's like five times the size of Chestnut, but the big guys don't do well in these eating competitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this in the past. It's the thin, athletic, in-shape guys. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it's just the way it is. The thinner you are, the better they do. The big, bulky, burly guys that you think would win this can't do it. They just they don't have the stamina. But it's all about strategy. They can specialize in something like liquid and mm-hmm. chug quicker than anybody else. And Badlands uh, Booker is really good at it. What a genius. What a genius move by yeah. him to recognize his skill level and to transition into that. Why well, be the second best in something when you can reinvent yeah, yourself? And great idea. Be number one. By Badlands. All right. Uh, we need to get a break in. Shirley Rhodes, uh, let's go ahead and open up the booty bag as well here on a Thursday. Don't tease me. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. I gotta move that button. Don't tease me like that. We got 33 minutes to go. All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away today? A $15 gift card to Wings over Greenville. Man, how about about Troy D, the uh, The sliders they have? Tender sandwiches. Those things things are damn delicious. That would be great. It comes like in a split top bun, which I love. And they put a nice tender that fits perfectly in there. Man, that would Crispy, be a fun contest. Yeah, tender. Oh, the that, waffle fries are good. The tender sandwiches, like we just mentioned, are really good. So yeah. check it out. Shirley, what color? 12. Caller 12. 317-1250. You can go to Wings Over Greenville. I ate three in two minutes last time they were here, if that counts. And you were just that. You weren't even in a competition. That was just casual. Casual eating. <laughs> no, that, uh, he, well... Two no, slices of cake Monday. Yeah, I was going to say two slices but of cake in like more than two, three minutes. I went too deep. Oh, I thought it was No, I didn't three. go three. I'm not going to be a glutton. Come on, man. That would it's be a summer. Summer box. I did it's go, summer. I did go too deep, but my two pieces equaled about the one size of the piece that CJ got, so I didn't feel too bad. But there was plenty for you to take home, right, Shirley? Yes. Okay, so we'll make sure Shirley had her cake on Shirley Day. Is it gone yet? I have about three pieces left because my godson has been eating a lot of it. It's good cake, wasn't it? It is. It's very good You know cake. me, I'm not a cake guy, but I give that cake two thumbs up. <laughs> Obviously, because you had two pieces. Yeah. Oh, go to break? Yep. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brownie Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. And congratulations to Jansen Kidd of Greenville. Walked away with a $15 gift card courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home, Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. They have their own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. They are open until 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday, and they have everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
All right. Thank you, uh, Shirley Rhodes. Congrats to our winner. And guess what? Congrats to you out there listening, but only one of you. Because we're doubling down today, folks. We're going what? Crazy. Uh-oh. We're what? Going it wouldn't be a July 4th without no way. American Bear. How it about doesn't s- get any more American than Natural Light. Red, white, Natter and Day. blueberry lemonade. Natural Light Natter Days. I had some of that out in the tailgating lots in the jungle for EC Regional and Super Regional. And folks, let me tell you, it is delicious. And we're going to give it away on this very show within the next 20 minutes clip. That's right. We're going to give it away at the end of the segment. And uh, you can come by and pick it up tomorrow uh, before 5 o'clock, before 6 o'clock. Or you're going to have to wait a whole nother week. Yeah. So if you win today, try to get by here to pick it up tomorrow. Or you're going to have to wait a while to have You can have it's it got, for the 4th. It's got a cool um, graphic on it, too, with the pink flamingo. It looks very Miami-ish, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say, for natural light. It's like a nice limited treat. edition too, so it's going to be gone soon. All right, that can be yours if you are the lucky caller at the end of this segment. All right, uh, let's see, Troy. We've been talking. Uh, we've been talking receivers this week. We'll yeah. go through that real quick. How about the big news too about the Big Ten? Well, Check yeah, up. we'll get. All I'm right, a stunned by that. Let's let's do this real quick, and we'll we'll hit on that. Favorite all-time receiver at ECU. Uh, you know, I love Clayton Driver. You know. He was a man. I I loved him, too. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Zay Jones was great. Uh, Dwayne Harris has got to be probably one of my all-time favorites. Somebody guessed guessed on Facebook comments yesterday that you would say Larry Shannon. I like Larry Shannon. Uh, He was a great receiver. Yeah. And, you know, what he did to the state with pulling the towel out of his pants and waving it. We throttled them in Charlotte. One of my questions was favorite play memory moment involving a receiver. That would that would be it. That would be one of them at the top. Uh, Andre Allison was a great receiver. He was maybe in the underrated. I I would put him as underrated because he was only here a couple years. Yeah, we didn't get to see a full four from him. But that that position group and uh, and Troy, we're going to get to know some new faces from that position group for this ECU football team this year. We talked about it. With Igo yesterday, a lot of questions. Would Snead out? Mm-hmm. Uh, C.J. Johnson, what exactly is his status? I would say, he... um, po- I, you know, before, if you asked me that six months ago, I'd say unlikely. I would now advance that to po- very possible. Okay, but that's one part of it. Another part is, wasn't involved in spring ball. How's he going to come? You know, is he going right. to be back? Will he be starting, rusty even if know? he comes back 100%? Yeah. Will he be ready to go? Is the chemistry still there? Is the work ethic there? Yeah. So that usually is a position group where we're like, all right, well, we're, we're good there. A lot of question marks. I think we're good there, but we just don't know who's going to be starting, who's going to be producing. Yeah, got another uh, – look, ECU's had good luck with guys named Zay. They got a, another receiver named Zay out of Toledo. They're excited about him. The transfer. So, I mean, I, I think they're expecting big things out of him. He could be a huge playmaker. He's got one year. Now, this guy the, – the thing about this guy is he has the sense of urgency. Because this is it. Just like Holton's last year. This is it. He knows for Holton to make it in the next level, he knows he needs to have a bang-up year this year. I mean, there's just no, no doubt about it. If he And look, I believe Holton is good enough to be in the NFL. I don't think there's any question about it. I think he has to prove to a lot of other people that he is that good and he can do it. And I think he can. I think he will. 
Uh, but he's got a lot riding on this year. And the better he does, the better ECU does. I guess so, I, I can um, see him a lot like a DJ Ford coming in here, uh, only having one more year left. Yeah. A position group that really needs a, some veteran leadership. Uh, he has experience, uh, you know, uh, in the past at Toledo and Norfolk State. And DJ Ford made a big impact on the defensive side last year. Maybe yep. Isaiah Winstead can do that on the offensive and, side. You know, that's a great, uh, great analogy there, Chandler. I kind of see him as being the DJ Ford of the offense this year. Mm-hmm. One year. Coming in as a playmaker and have his back against the wall has got to has got to make it happen. And also, DJ Ford might have made a better, bigger impact in the locker room than he did on Correct. the field because right. you remember Mike guys Houston was talking about him very early on yep. when he got here because not very all those guys, guys acclimate to the locker room. Right, and he was able to very mature guy. We talked to him here on Pirate got Radio. along with everybody. Yeah, quickly became a uh, a team a great teammate. And that's important. That's almost as important as what you do on the field because if I you're agree. a jerk behind the scenes, yeah. it's just it's not good for anybody. So yeah. hopefully uh, Wednesday can bring that as well. All right, yeah, the big news today, Troy D. As um, man, I'm almost getting fatigued by this this conference stuff. Like I'm just like you know me. I used to love reporting on this and and talking about it. I just think that now this move, these schools don't have anything in common with the Big Ten schools. This is such a weird move to me. It's all about it's, it, the whole. We're moving toward the Super Conference. It's disgusting. I mean, it's just the, this this whole alignment stuff is just terrible. UCLA because it should be based on geography, not on this. UCLA and USC are now conference mates with Maryland and Rutgers, or they will be if they do indeed make the move to the Big Ten. Now I've been busy, so I know the ESPN's reporting this. Uh, Where did this break? I know it broke today. Yeah, sources confirmed ESPN uh, that they are considering the move and it is considered imminent. So it's it looks like it's going to happen. They're planning to leave. For the Big Ten, as early as 2024, uh, they do. So, have what does to, that leave the Pac-12? Great question. And now, do you know who's next? Does the Big 12 try to add like Oregon do or they, right. Arizona? All of a sudden, the Big 12 was on death's door. Does this benefit them, or does the Pac-12, which I think will happen, raid what's left of the Big, Big 12? 12? I think, and, and the Big 12 basically becomes the new and improved AAC. The AAC becomes Conference, Conference USA. USA. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. At, well, now, so this came out, and since then, it's like, okay, now what's next? There's a lot more coming out that the Big Ten might not be done. They might go after, I saw Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. So the Big Ten is moving to become perhaps the first super conference, which would be what, 16 teams? Yeah, 16 or 20. Which I thought SEC should have done the power play, and it should have moved on Clemson and Florida State. Yeah, and they, you know what? They still could, if they want to, because if Clemson and Florida State are asked to join the SEC, what do you think they're going to say? I think they would jump. Yeah, absolutely. So then that waters down the ACC. You take Clemson and Florida State out of the ACC, especially for football. What do you? I mean, let's be honest. The art before the AAC got rated, that's a better football conference. Yeah, if you take Florida state and clemson out and all this is about football it's all about football yeah so i mean it so could, does the sec has always been on the leading edge of this stuff will they move next well i mean they made the power move obviously getting texas and oklahoma yeah but so that, now yeah what, what's their next move and is that getting i mean it's got to be clemson I, I don't how do you not take clemson and or florida is state? miami worth it 
I think Florida State's the better overall program. The Miami. And, and it fits better with the college town, with the SEC. My, I just don't see Miami as an SEC-type school. Who I'm, cares? Do you see USC as a Big Ten school? It doesn't matter yeah. what you see or what you think you should see. But between, if you're asking me between Florida State and Miami, I think Florida State culture-wise blends right in with the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I now I that. see Miami being a Big Ten school. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had Pac-12 for yeah. Miami. I looked it it's, up. I mean, it is crazy though. This stuff's imminent. Here we go again. And and geography hasn't mattered in a long time, Troy. But I looked today. Um, if you're, you know, we talk about. Hey, it's a nice drive to go to like, uh, yeah, Raleigh Chapel Hill, obviously, but like Blacksburg or Norfolk mm-hmm. to go see a game. Yeah, or down to Columbia. It's a, it's a long drive, but it's drivable. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to go see Rutgers play UCLA, yeah, it's a uh, 41-hour drive, 2,768 miles. So I guess you couldn't do it in a day, <laughs> no. but you could do it in two days. It's you a two-day drive. Days. Yeah. Do yeah. you have to stop or do you go straight through? Now, you factor in the L.A. traffic, that add on another three or four hours. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's let's just say, a 44-hour drive. <laughs> if the traffic's good. Yeah. You will have to stop probably to get gas and change your oil three times Couple on the times. trip. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to change your oil three times on this trip. Get an inspection <laughs> halfway. But um, you may just want to leave your car, buy a new one, and then drive back. And from what I read, and they and who knows how these things are going to be set up. They might never even play like in basketball and other sports. But it was like a full move, like all sports. all sports. This is that is insane. <sighs> I don't want to say it's the downfall of because co- it's not. College athletics will always be around. It keeps changing. It's the downfall of my enthusiasm towards college athletics when I see stuff like this. It just, you know, it just takes out. You're like, God, it's so disgusting. These moves strictly, strictly for financial gain that have no, make no sense on pay. If you took the money out of it, this makes zero sense. Zero sense clip. No, yeah. There's no yeah, history. 100%. There's no tradition. They couldn't be any further apart in the country. <laughs> They're in four different time zones. Yeah. I mean, away. It is the dumbest thing. But obviously, they're putting a boatload of money in front of uh, USC and UCLA, and they can't say no. And I believe and just, I saw the... And it's not like these programs are hurting for money. That's what I don't get. I think I saw the money from the schools. It's going to go from like $30 million to $100 million. Wow. Annually. All right. Well, I'd probably make the move too. I mean, yeah. But, it just, but as a fan, sure, it's just disgusting. And then a question that me and or that clip brought up earlier in the, pro, uh, in the program, what are some schools that are going to have to get booted to make room? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you that, Troy. So like... Well, we were talking Big 12, but you can even go SEC. Like, is Vanderbilt worthy of the new SEC if they can get close oh, to Florida think, State? I think that you'll never see Vanderbilt out of the SEC. First of all, Vanderbilt has an incredible advantage that nobody else has. Everybody loves going to play at Vanderbilt. You know why? <laughs> they get that W? Well, they, well, that's one. That is one. And the other thing is they love Nashville. Party it up. Nashville is one of the hottest cities in the country. It's the Vegas of the East as far as like fun places to go to. And all of these other teams and their fans love going to Vanderbilt and going to Nashville. Vegas of the East, you say? Well, guess what, Party Towns. We're kicking them out and we're adding UNLV. And now we're going to Vegas. 
<laughs> that's how the sec does it but i'm wondering so there's no loyalty to your conference is there any loyalty from these conferences to the schools I, like know, the big 12 like you'd have to look at the Kansas charters. state iowa state i think like, it's very hard probably to kick a school out right um and every charter is different for these conferences you'd have to there is probably some where in those lines of how to do it but it's probably it's probably almost next to impossible to actually do that and you'd have yeah. to get a consensus out of everybody i and once again i don't have their charters in front of me there probably is some type of exit plan but i bet it's extremely unlikely yeah. that they'd kick an existing member out they ah. just keep adding and they don't want to do that they just want to keep adding with these conferences they just want to keep getting bigger and bigger troy we'll talk to you again on july the 11th yeah like how many dominoes are going to fall in college athletics between now and then we will have this conversation on that monday clip and we'll be like remember when we talked before it was still june it was getting ready to be july 1st we were getting ready to go on a holiday weekend and uh we were only gone a week and look how much has changed and we're gonna say this is what we're gonna say i can go ahead and have the now what has changed i can't tell you everything but i guarantee you when we talk again on the 11th we'll be like damn this was an active week. And we're going to say, boy, UCLA and Rutgers looks normal compared to what happened right. now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be changes. There's and, gonna and, be it's, and it's going to happen during a week that we're not in studio doing this show and it's just going to pile on. Yeah. And we've been talking about the past week or two, ever since ECU baseball's been over with, there hasn't been much to be taught, to be taught about. And then come July 11th, there might be a lot to talk about. No doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, Shirley, let's fire it up once again and give away a case of Natty Light. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Must be able to pick this up in studio. So if you're listening to us online, out of town, let someone local win this. Yeah, must be 21. We're not shipping it out. You need to pick it up tomorrow. If you can't pick it up tomorrow, you're going to have to wait. I uh, just won't be clear about that. So this is a you must be able to get to downtown Greenville to pick it up during our normal business hours. If you can't do that, don't bother calling. Lemonade, uh, red, white, and blueberry lemonade natter days on the line. We got a case of them for you. 317-1250. Shirley, what caller we going for? That looks like either a 21, but I'm going to say 12. Caller 12. 317. <laughs> there we go. It was 21. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of the Oh, my microphone went out. Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots. And get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consulta- uh, consultations rather are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now, let's head back in. Oh, I forgot to say who, who uh, won. Who John won? Career of Greenville, who's very excited. He wow. said he will be by on his lunch break tomorrow because he's getting ready to head out on the boat what this a gift. weekend. This will, this will get your career started right with a case uh, of natural light. He's made a career out of winning here on Fire Radio. 
<laughs> These are A1A dad jokes, as my son would say. Drink too many in one sitting, though. You'll be going to the John quite a bit. Ah. <laughs> and I'm done. I'm out. Stop right. disrespecting me, bro. Sorry, Penny. Uh, by the way, Penny, um, Penny. Amani Bates was like the number, well, he was top five recruit, maybe number one. I thought he was number one. A couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Amani Bates went to Memphis and uh, to play with Penny Hardaway. He's transferring to Eastern Michigan, which sounds weird, but he is from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Clip, let's get right. East Michigan. They're tired of being disrespected. East Michigan. Uh, to join former pirate guard Noah Farrakhan there in Eastern Michigan, so that news came out yesterday. So anyway, there you go, Troy. Did All you're right. up to date on basketball? Interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about ECU basketball coming up this year? Uh, man, I just—I'll be honest. Um, looking forward to seeing some new faces out there. Well, good because there's going to be a there's going to be plenty. But it's not on. You know, with baseball wrapping up, I'm kind of coming off the high of baseball. Yeah, I'm ramping up for football. Uh, I'm really trying to get into summer mode for like the next week or so because this is like the last break we have before football's full throttle for yeah. what we do. And I just want to damn defuse and disconnect and, you know, just enjoy the beach and some, you know, family, friends and stuff. And I mean, let's and, be honest, you've and, defused and disconnected on EC basketball pretty much your whole well, life. I, it's just not on right now on my radar screen. And it shouldn't be. And, and it shouldn't be. Ask me that again three months from now. I might feel differently. You won't. But I am not paying attention to it right now, Clip. I, I will, but I will when it gets closer. Like, uh, you know, it really takes me March to get into basketball. Then I'm like all in. You know well, me. That's big, the time to jump on. I'm a big I'm a big gamer, Cliff. When the games matter, I like to show up. And uh, going into the conference tournament, you'll be on the show and you'll say, is this the year? There are only four <laughs> Three wins. Three wins. Oh, yeah, four well, wins. Let's get four. Yeah. Four wins away, Cliff. Well, if we lose a couple more conference members, it could be down to three. That's right. It could be uh, could be easier to potentially. Well, and this is going to be a watered-down conference. It should be easier once all these good teams leave. Well, you're losing Houston, who's really, really good. Yeah. Cincinnati, who's eh, decent. UCF, decent. I mean, it's not a huge change, but Houston's really good. What? I mean, I think it's going to make it easier. It will potentially make it Replacing them with UTSA. North Texas. North Texas, not South Texas, but North Texas. Rice. Rice, a side dish. Is rice really coming in? God, that stinks that we're going to be with There's the like rice. three Texas teams coming in. Yes. God. This is getting easier. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see Jeff. Hold, hold on, Troy. Hey, Troy, hold on now. They're looking at it. Now, we'll say when though we were in Conference USA and schools left to go to the American, we played one year with uh, before we moved up to the American. Mm-hmm. ECU finished fourth in basketball that year and got a first-round bye in the tournament, yep. which at the time was like – Wait a minute, Kyle. We're not playing on day one of the basketball tournament? Right. It was the conference tournament. The conference tournament. It was hard to wrap our heads around. Right. So they did make a move, and you're right. I mean, I could see us making a similar move. Yeah. But no, as far as right now, I'm not paying attention to basketball. Yes. You know, it's... I just can't do it. ECU basketball is doing a good job. I don't know enough about it. ECU basketball is doing a good job on Twitter of hyping me up posting all these workout videos and stuff like that looks like they're a little more active on the social media side very, which is good very much so clip yeah. and um maybe that's something that mike schwartz wanted to do but they're out there working and grinding and getting ready for what late october early november yeah all right uh troy d july 4th week enjoy it man yeah be a good little uh break hope everyone enjoys time with their uh, friends and family you beaching it up 
and uh nah probably, he's probably not going to the beach this year probably uh stop by take a look at it make a visit. you know i raged one day about uh people asking a question they knew an answer to. <laughs> i know and that I, was the dumbest question you've ever had and i knew the answer to that question <laughs> Yeah. Troy, Troy, you going to the beach? You going to go to the beach? Uh, Troy D with the uh, the bridge picture I saw, and you're right. When you That's go over a that huge bri- bridge, it just never gets old, right? Like that feeling you get. When yeah, and that was like it kind of timed perfect with the way that was coming down just in time because some bridge pictures aren't don't turn out right. It's hard to be like it's mad when you're you're going to the beach when you're going up that bridge and then coming back down and oh, yeah. you know, all you have is and it's a it's a short bridge which I like it's not very long but it's kind of rises up and then goes back down. It rises <laughs> and you can see the water. You can almost see the ocean from oh, there. Yeah. It's just this. It's literally a sea change mm-hmm. in your attitude. Yep. And I said this about the beach. The reason people love the beach clip is because the majority of people at the beach are on vacation. Well, what are you when you're on vacation? What are you? You're in a good mood. Good mood. Like you're happy. You're not at work. You're not doing stuff. Like you're you're in a good mood. So people at the beach on vacation are happy. The people that live there full time, guess what? They're happy because they live at the freaking beach all the time. Everybody's happy. What do they have to be upset about? There you go. Even the biggest ass in the world is happy at the beach. (laughs) Right. So that is what makes the beach partly great is people are just in a better state state of mind and better attitude. And with that, let me say happy birthday, America. God bless America. All right. Uh, we will see you Friday, 3 o'clock, on our final edition of Pirate Radio Live before we get out of here for the July 4th week. So tune in then for Shirley Rhodes, CJ Chandler, Troy D on Clip Rock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.